So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. We are live Welcome to Harley Initiated's Late Night Special. Here bringing you another great show with your host, Tyshawn Jackson, and my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. What's poppin'? Yes, y'all. Great, great, great night we're about to have here with you guys. For the people that tuned in last show, you know that we brought three strong gentlemen on here. Three married brothers that poured out their soul. It was a safe safe space, a safe place for the brothers And I really recommend everybody go watch part one if you haven't. Or should I stay? Or should I go? That's what what the name of it was, right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Part two, should I stay in this relationship? I I meant to pull this up for a second because thing is, part one went so crazy. I really want y'all to understand this right now. Yes. So check this out. I got some comments from part one. So actually, shout out to uh, Jovia. She actually, uh, Jovial J86, she actually posted a comment. She says, 19 minutes in... And I know this one is about to be phenomenal. You guys are right on track. Thank you for creating a safe space for the guests and the viewers. It I was like safe. that. One. It was safe. That was old. Shout out to the members, by the way. Members going crazy. I actually got another one. This is uh, I like this one a lot too, because y'all just think we heathens. God is so strategic, <laughs> seeing all these strong men of God speaking directly into the heart and mind of Tyshawn and Ryan. I don't wow. know. Why do, you, why do you think that? I don't know. Don't y'all know we're trying to get better? We some wholesome. We, some, we are better. What are you talking about? We some wholesome brothers. All right? Let's get it popping. And on, listen, man. it's going to be even uh, more special today because we gave y'all the perspective of the fellas. Today, we are going to bring the perspective of these powerful, beautiful women on the set here so we can bring the balance that you need, all right, to succeed, y'all. And we're going to start here to the left. If y'all remember... We, we had the OG up here, the marriage coach. We had, okay, Shannon Austin on the show in part one. But right here, this is the other half. Yes, it is. This is the other half. One plus one is the math. <laughs> All right? One plus one is one, baby. Oh. Look, we rocking here with Shirley yes. Austin. Thank Welcome to the show. Me. Thank you. Welcome just, to the show. Just so the people know, 26 years of marriage, right? 26 years. Yes, y'all. This is yes. true marriage and it wasn't all good, so don't believe what they tell you. Oh, we're going to get into it. Yeah. We're going to get into it. <laughs> yes, but this is, listen, I really do appreciate you bringing all 26 years yes. here to the stage and giving it to the people. Absolutely. Also a mother as well, right? Yes. How many? Two, 20, a 23-year-old and a 24, two boys. Awesome. All right. Marriage coach, mom, and a wife, y'all. So, thank you so much for coming here. Let's go to the beautiful ladies here on my right. Welcome here, Coriel. Hello. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you as well. And you also are currently married. I am. You were confused. I am currently married. 2021. (laughs) Married. Been 2021. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's fresh. Fresh. Happily married. Yeah. Still Still honeymooning. Smelling like the honeymoon. Yes. Still honeymooning over here. I like that. I like that. And one uh, one son, correct? Two sons. Yes. Two sons. Boy moms represented. Yes. Yes. Okay. We got the moms. And the wife's here. Yes. Thank you so much for coming here and of joining course. us. My pleasure. 
And then we also have this inspirational soul here on the set. If you don't know, it's Destiny Inspires here rocking with us on Harley Initiated. Welcome to the set, Destiny. It is awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. There's some little color coordination going on. Right. Hey, we were ready. We were, were ready. Just, we were cleaning, you know. We were ready. Just, oh, this that's great minds. by myself. <laughs> 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 we got the twins. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's the, the, the synergy over here. Sorry. It's the synergy. And just so we know, so we can get perspective, yeah. you actually are going to give us something a little bit different because you were yes. recently divorced. Yes, this year makes six years divorced. That's not recent. It's not that recent? Six years? I don't know his okay. recent was, so I just went okay. It's not that recent, y'all. I don't want to argue with his, you know, his recent. It's six years. Before, six years know. ain't recent. What's recent? Within a year? Six months. Six months? Yeah. Okay. Six years, she could be back. I guess it just depends on how you're dealing with okay. it, because some folks out here are still dealing with some stuff That's after true. six years, That's y'all. That's true. That's true. All right? That's true. But listen, we're going to get into it here today. We are going to get into it. Ryan, you got some announcements for the people? Yeah, so listen, y'all see me going crazy over here. I'm trying to get everything straight for y'all. Take care, y'all. Check this out, guys. We recently just hit over 50 YouTube members, which is amazing. Yes. And I told y'all, within the next 30 days, we want to hit 100 members. Now, me and Tyshawn did something very special. We dropped a 15-minute link, right, to actually speak to both me and Tyshawn. And uh, I'll be honest, man, the conversations has been a little bit crazy. Like, it's been a little bit of feedback. It's been a little bit of therapy. It's been such a mix that we got such a great idea for the things that you guys actually want to see. Yeah. And we're going to do our, our best jobs to do that. So check this out. Tonight, one of the feedback that we've been getting is that the YouTube members really want us to give them a special focus. So unfortunately, we're gonna have to be exclusive when it comes to the chat, exclusively pulling the questions and comments from the YouTube members. So look out for that. And then the yep. last thing is, guys, we I just want to remind y'all every Monday and Wednesday, this is the sixth live, the seventh live, which one? I think it's like the sixth. It's like the sixth or seventh one, yeah. guys. So we've been consistent. So please, I'm getting ready to drop the uh the YouTube membership link. Join the membership because we actually are gonna do something very special for y'all at a hundred members. So I expect to get a minimum of 15 people tonight. So I'm gonna drop the link. Let's get five right now. Let's get it. So guys, the topic for tonight is should I stay in this relationship? Alright, am I going to stay on this ship or we going to walk the plank? Let's figure it out tonight and we are going to actually start here with, um, let's start with the OG. Oh. Yes! <laughs> Shirley, how you feeling? I feel great. All right, I listen, feel great. I, I, I want you to feel great because Shirley, what, what I want to know, um, and for those of you who don't know, you actually had an episode, a very powerful episode here already. Her and Shannon came on together and lit up. It's still one of our more controversial shows, so I know we're going to let the people know a bit of your testimony, mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm -hmm. I want to know, have you ever been put to a place or pushed to a place mm -hmm. in your relationship where you just felt like, yo, and more specifically in your marriage, mm -hmm. where you felt like, yo, I can't take this anymore, okay? I just mm -hmm. think... I think I'm gonna just have to walk away from this. Many times. Absolutely, many times. Is that normal? That is normal. A lot, see, you know, it's interesting reading the comments, right, from the last post right. when I said that marriage will bring out the darkest side of you. But to add to that, who we are is, is love is relative when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriage. Love is not going to keep you. You will be challenged. Like life is just going to life and people are going to people, right? 
But because of who we are, if you come into the situation and, and you're not healed and you have some issues that have not been dealt with, and this is the thing, you could do all the healing before you get married, there's stuff there that you don't even know. And your spouse will bring that out mm. of you, right? As a Christian, I understand that marriage is meant to save us. You think marriage is meant for you to be happy? No, it's meant for you to be whole and you will have to be broken for that to happen. And so there are things that will happen that will cause you to reveal your ugliest self. We all have an ugly side, mm. all of us. And we think that love will keep that from happening, but that is not accurate. So there was a time where, yes, Shannon, because of who he was and his immaturity and who I was and because of my immaturity, I did want out, mm. right? But instead of getting out, what I did was I cheated. Mm. So you know what? Because I want to go into the, the happiness portion because I think that's... I hear a lot of, I'm actually going to table it. I'm going to come back to it. Mm -hmm. But I hear a lot of people talk about wanting to be happy. You said we're not supposed to be happy in marriage. It's to be whole. We're going to come back to that. I'm just mentally storing that <laughs> in my mind. But when it comes back to the situation, what was the place that brought you there? Like what happened just so we can even feel a bit of the experience that brought you to the space, like to the decision of infidelity? Um... We kept having challenges and Shannon was doing his thing and being inappropriate in the marriage, um, having emotional affairs and physical affairs and things of that nature. And I got to the point where I was just sick and tired of it. Like I'm loyal to the core. I've been in bad relationships dating and never cheated. And now here I am in my marriage and I go to, oh my gosh, is this what I signed up for? Because mm. this isn't what I thought I signed up for. And so because of my immaturity, right? Let me say that. Because you don't have to cheat. You could just walk away. But because I was so damaged and I came into a, a marriage with so many things that I thought marriage was, and I was so myopic in my thinking, staying focused on, well, this is what it should be, opposed to just falling back and saying, hey, why are we having these challenges? What are they about? Why is he even cheating? Right. I'm focused on the behavior, but I'm not focused on his heart. That's that that is causing all of this. And I had to realize that surely. Shannon did what he did, but I helped to create an environment for that to happen. Mm. So there were just so many things I didn't know. Ryan, we don't know. We get into this thing and we do not understand it. We have no clue. It's literally on the job training. Mm. But a lot of us, we run. A lot of us, we cheat. A lot of us, right? We get addicted to things. Like, wow. What part of the relationship, what year was this when you really started getting pushed to this place? Sixth, seventh, eighth year. Okay. Yep. And in your experience, is that typically where you start seeing it gets rocky for couples? Is it, is it that yeah, portion or does that, it vary? About that fifth, fifth, five, between five and seven, 
right? We get lax and we're comfortable. Kids come into the picture, mm. um, you know, job promotions, right? Things happen where we're ne- there's a disconnection now. We're not spending as much time with each other, right? Other people are coming into our lives. So they're holding a place and, and sometimes it seems like they're more valuable than our spouse. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. And let me say this in case we never get back to it. Mm -hmm. When I say marriage is not meant to make us happy, once you're whole, you will be happy. If your focus is happiness, that is problematic. I guarantee you, you will not not reach it. You Mm -hmm. won't reach it because your focus is off. Your focus is just about you you being happy. Mm -hmm. Shirley, I'm I'm, I'm curious because I want to go ahead and get it, you know, dropped off. Real quick, our first poll. And I asked this before last week, and I asked, you know, just generally, how many people have ever cheated on their spouse? Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you before I drop it in the poll, how many women, when they get put in that situation, about, if you had to guess, mm-hmm. how many women, what percentage you think would cheat? Mm. I'm going to drop that in the poll right now. That's a juicy one. I will say it's a lot higher than what we think. Wow. Yeah, like 100%, right? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. It's not 100%, but let me tell you something. It's a lot higher than what we think. Even if they don't go out there physically, emotionally, right? Listen, y'all, we see it all on social media. My work husband, my work wife. What? Is that a form of cheating? Bro, is that a form of cheating? You want me to tell you how it's a form of cheating? You are not called, that's intimacy. Mm. Husband, wife, ter- right? Words create worlds. Husband, wife, if I, if I value you enough to say you're my work husband, that means there is an intimacy there. Mm. So I'm treating you way different than I am the other men. I, listen, we've seen it. I'll bring you food mm. or you'll take me out to eat. Bro, that's, come on, that's intimate. That's crossing lines, Ooh. right? And not that a man can't take a woman out or a woman can't take, I'm not saying that, right? We should have friends of the opposite sex. However, there's a way to do that where there's no issues in your marriage and you're not crossing the line and you're not emotionally pining after the guy who sees you and hears you and understands you when you go home, you don't get that. So fellas, let me, y'all heard that. So if y'all <laughs> talking about she got a work husband, you better go ahead and nip that in the bud right now, player. <laughs> He's making her happy. Where the camera? He's making her happy. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I actually got a lot of questions to you about what qualifies for infidelity because I actually trust you to be keep it real with it. So we're gonna get into that a little bit later. So I'll let you go ahead and talk yes, to the yes, other yes, ladies. Yes, 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 because oof, we I trust I got like five or six more too, but let's go ahead to the ladies because oh, just drop. I wanna hear some some different perspectives. I wanna hear some different testimonies because we all done been in relationships mm-hmm. and we all have been to some some ugly parts of the relationship. And I wanna start with Coriel, even though you in that you in that honeymoon phase. I know whether it's this relationship mm-hmm. that you've been in, because obviously there was a relationship prior yes. to marriage and even previous relationships. But have you ever been pushed to that place where like you like, yo, it's time to get to stepping? I, oh, of course. I mean, every relationship and, until you get to the relationship prayerfully ends. Right. Fifty percent chance of it being successful. So. Obviously, I've had to, you know, make the tough decision. Sometimes it's not so tough um, to walk away, for sure. 
can you like give, give me a little bit of detail like what what was your personal experience on what that was that pushed you to that place yeah so i was engaged in 2009 i got engaged uh, 2010 i got engaged um and it ended up being an abusive relationship so it was emotionally emotionally abusive mm-hmm. um mentally abusive physically abusive um the a variety of abuse and I think a lot of it was because it started out being emotional I think a lot of times we kind of sweep under the rug what abuse is if it's not physical abuse because that is what we've seen and so for a long well not a long time because this was a start to finish this was eight months from the time I met him to the time we broke off our engagement eight months period um and so it was a lot of s- small um like situations where there were sprinkles of red flags that I was ignoring mm. and so it wasn't until I realized that there was not going to be changed behavior that I decided okay I have to walk away so but prior to that you know we went to therapy he was in anger management I was reading all the self-help books we were taking the steps supposedly um to be working towards a solution but when I realized the behavior wasn't changing that's when I knew that I had to walk away. I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people, women, women especially, experiencing emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we all know what physical abuse looks like. That's the one that's clear, right? But give me some examples of what emotional abuse looked like mm-hmm. in your relationship. Emotional abuse for me, it was a lot of manipulation. It was so it started off as, oh, this is so cute. He wants to spend all of his time with me. Oh, this is so cute. He's he's extra worried about me. He's calling so much because he cares so much. And so it it started out being wrapped up in, oh, like this infatuation. But it turned into more controlling. Um, The abuse, like the first physical abuse he was like abusing himself almost. So, you know, Ooh. punching the wall, um, wow. breaking the, breaking the, um, this was like 2010. I don't know why he still had, you know, those little flip down radio things. Yeah. Me, you know, so yeah. punching that until it, fall. so it was like, he wasn't abusing me, but I feel like I'm, that's abuse, I mean, he right? He was using intimidation tactics. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. So, he so show me was, crazy. You crazy. First, oh, you yeah, want me to know you crazy. are crazy. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it, was, it was that. But the emotional side of it was more so, um, I remember once we got engaged, which we met in March, we got engaged in June. So it was super quick. But once we got engaged, I remember at one point he like hid my ring while I was in the shower. He mm. hid my ring while I was in the shower. Real crazy. And I know you know because you, you got experience with this, okay? <laughs> so he hid my ring when I was in the shower. I get out of the shower and he asked me for it. He like wanted to see it. So it was like him setting me up to make me feel like I had lost it. With the whole day of him like badgering me about how I lost it and then ended up like putting it back where he got it. You from. kidding? Wow. Crazy, right? Harassment and, crazy. and tormenting. Tormenting and crazy, but things like that make you feel so crazy that you're like, okay, well, wait. You know, like you're, you're questioning things. It was, it was just outrageous. It was outrageous. I, I'm always curious about this too because I, so this is the thing. I also realized this about our platform. Mm-hmm. We are only touching the surface level of relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And one of the things right. we need to go much deeper on is these types of topics like abuse. Mm-hmm. Now I'm very curious, like where did you stand? Because I hear a lot of women 
talk about being uncomfortable with sharing their relationship and the issues, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to emotional abuse. So did you have anybody that you were communicating that these incidents were happening at the time, or did you just keep it to yourself? I kept it to myself, and I've always been a super private person. That, again, having these conversations is important because you will get yourself in a situation like this not even realize that you're in an abusive situation, so you're not sharing it. I don't think that I realized, like, this is abuse. I wasn't thinking that. I'm just like, he is really crazy. Like, something is... But because things moved so fast, which was another red flag, he wanted the relationship to progress so quickly so that I would be like too far in, you know, in too mm. deep to back out. So because I was 24, wanted to be married, had found this man that wanted to marry me right away, we were already engaged when he really started acting crazy. And so mm. because we were so deep so fast, I didn't want to call off the wedding. I didn't want to give up this fairy tale. I didn't want to give up, you know, and then I had so many friends around me that wanted to be engaged. So they're like, you know, they're not going to tell me I should walk Mm. away. I should leave because they want what, you know, not they want what I got, but they would not walk away if it was them because this is what we all want. Right. The social pressure. So it really wasn't until this is going to sound crazy, but it wasn't until I went back to Tennessee state. I went to homecoming and I was forced to be with my friends like 24-7 because we're staying together for homecoming. And so he's arguing with me and we're on the phone arguing back and forth. And it was because they saw me like physically going through this that they were like beating it out of me. Like something is going on. You Mm. have to tell us. Like why are you crying? You know, when you're at home to yourself and your friend is a phone call away, you can, you know... (laughs) When you get on the phone, but when you are live in action and somebody say your face, you can't hide it. And so it was that that made me finally break down and tell them like the laundry list of things that have been happening. And me hearing myself say it was like, oh shit, you know, this is crazier than this is crazier than you thought because when you're in it, you're in it. But when you speak it, it's something different. It's man. So one of the things that men talk about all the time is just women being submissive and you know really demanding submission. That is the thing. I think. Women are conditioned to be submissive. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with nature. It has a lot to do with our environment. It has a lot to do with what's put out. Now, the thing is, this is what I want to say to the men. If you want submission, submission from a woman is also, because women are able to submit, is also some of them are going to be naturally susceptible to also manipulation mm-hmm. and to be taken advantage of. But this is special about a woman. Right. So you can't have one without the other. Right. Mm -hmm. So men, we're going to lead. But a part of us leading is we come with a level of inherent stubbornness. This is just what comes with dealing with a man. So men, when you out there punching walls and talking to your woman a certain way, you are literally scaring the shit out of your woman. It's not like, oh, it's just going to be cool. Like your woman is terrified. And I don't think that many men understand when they do those things that may seem to be small to them, how much of an impact it has on a woman mm-hmm. emotionally. So I just, I just wanted to say that because n- niggas is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that some of them really don't understand the impact that that has mm-hmm. because those are things that they did in their homes that was forgiven. That and part. So one quick thing that I want to say also, because that is that was exactly the thing, which I am constantly reminding myself this now that I have a son, is hmm. the one person that I did call because I was... I'm super private. That's embarrassing. Nobody wants to call their friend and tell them, this nigga's over here punching the wall. You know, like he's bleeding on the floor. This is crazy. Nobody wants to do that. So who I did call was his parents. Because these are your people. You know, like, I'm going to embarrass you in front of your people. And I really felt like, okay, if if anybody can help me, your mama can help me. Mm -hmm. So 
when I did call his parents, the first thing out of his daddy's mouth, like his initial reaction was, he's still doing that. Wow. And I said, you know what? So y'all, I have He's met these crazy. people. You know, like, y'all, so y'all are, I felt like y'all are kind of setting me up. Like, you knew what I was getting into, but you knew I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. And here I am, this young 24-year-old, don't know any better, you know. And he, was, he wasn't he was much older, but he was like 32. So he was old enough to know more than me. So I mm-hmm. felt like they knew. He didn't sound like he knew much more. But, 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 but more. let me ask you this, though. Because you... Had this situation, I know it's so much that happened there. That love bomb, watch out when they just start falling in love that all part. extra fast. He just that. loving you as soon as he meets you, and it's this ultimate and you connection. Think it's so cute, it's not cute. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the the the, the romantic love movie mm-hmm. that's happening, but it's toxic. How how what was the pace at which he turned up the heat? Because I know it's progressive. Mm-hmm. Like they don't show themselves. Mm-hmm. All at once? Yeah, no. So, like, what was, like, the pace? Was it, like, year one? This was eight months from start to finish, from the day I met him. I met him in March. We got in, we traveled. Look, I'm 24, y'all. I was very easily impressed, okay? We got engaged in March. He took me out of the country to Puerto Rico. Okay. That's, that's, so that's okay. That's U.S. territory. That's U.S. territory. Very much, very well <laughs> is. Okay, got fluid out. Okay, thought I was doing something. But again, thinking back with my mature mind, mm-hmm. all of this was calculated. Yeah. All of this was very much so. Let me string you along. Let me impress you with these not very impressive things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was April. Then June, he proposed. So it was very, it was very quick. But May Cinco de Mayo was the first time. Like the, I remember it like it was yesterday. That was the first time that I thought. Something is wrong here. You know, like something is off. And it was just, he got mad about something and he turned around and just the the look in his eyes. Mm. If anybody has ever been in an abusive relationship, like the the look in someone's eyes, that's something that you'll never forget. And so mm. I, I distinctly remember that that was on Cinco de Mayo. And that was like the start of just a, and it wasn't like an everyday thing, but it was like a very random, just a very random turn of events like a, a, a turn of emotions i really just thought he was bipolar you know something that you said i was interested in too that's really dangerous and what a lot of people when they start using manipulation they try to do too they understand that there's social pressure there mm-hmm. with you like the guy he understands the environment so he understands that you already are not gonna you're reluctant to tell people all the bad stuff because one it's a level of embarrassment and shame on you mm-hmm. and you want to protect his brand too because yep. you're planning on building the future in his, if I stay in this right. then yeah you want him to still have want to be reputable right so what a lot of times they try to do is they play on that and they play on you not necessarily having counsel and you not getting feedback and you not talking to other people I literally just spoke to my little sister about this the other day because she's dating and I'm like yo listen look hmm. I don't care what's going down I want you to know you can tell me I won't judge. I won't do it. You can listen. I'm trying to create. I'm planting seeds but to you know create what that comes environment. Because I have an older brother. Let me tell you what comes up for the little sister. I don't want my brother to get in trouble trying to protect me. That's a thing, too. It's like if I tell my brother, he's going to try to kill this nigga. Then I got my I got to think about my brother getting in. You know, like it's a whole that's even a whole thing. So it sounds good. But it's one of those things that until how we were talking before the show, until you are in it, Mm. it's like all of the advice sounds real good Mm. until it's the day to really take the advice. Man, we're going to take that to the next level, too, because it's it's, it's a lot to unpack. there. Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that. We had Um, we had a dope question uh, from Carla the Beautiful. She said. 
the question, she said the poll should actually be how many women have experienced some form of abuse in their relationship? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to drop that poll. I'm going to close this one out because I think that is a much more appropriate poll. So, guys, I want I want to get 100 votes on that poll. Shout out to Carla Beautiful. Yo, we got 250 people in the chat already. We just no started. Way. That's that is insane. We're only 26 minutes in. This is the fastest pace we ever been. Fastest I know pace. for a fact we're going to hit over 500 again. So, y'all, keep sharing this. Keep sharing this link right now. The live is about to go crazy. Tyshawn, get, get us popping again, man. Yes, we actually going to get to Destiny over here because Destiny was actually divorced six years ago. Yeah, September will, well, November will be six years. November six years. November, and yeah. twist that mic over a little bit. Oh. That, yeah, just a little bit. To, yeah, yes. just like that. Yeah. A little, I gotta Yeah, we gotta make sure you're inspired. But um, I, I want to figure, because, you know, we talking about, you know, if we've ever been pushed to a place where we considered it, but you've actually went ahead and pulled the trigger. Did you personally initiate the, the divorce i did not i did not and i think i should follow that with saying just based on my upbringing my social construct like i was raised very conservative very christian i didn't even think divorce was like mm-hmm. a thing like to me divorce was sin like i was raising like it's a sin you don't mm-hmm. get divorced so when things started to get bad it's like destiny you can't get a divorce like that's not even that's not even a thing we don't believe in that how's that gonna look like you can't do that like and in the church everything was like image based like you have to keep an image you have to and i'm a pk i'll add i'll throw that in i'm a pk so that there alone had the fairy tale wedding you know you're on this this platform of perfection you have to look good all the time and represent everyone so when it came down to having problems in my marriage and again I'll, I'll clarify I'm saying amazing man I don't I don't discredit who he is as a person we weren't amazing together who we were together just it wasn't you know a good time doesn't always qualify as a lifetime so that wasn't something that should have really been um, but unfortunately as things begin to get worse I even like I was I was such I was young and but I was such like the good girl like I was such like okay let me find scriptures to try to value like there's nothing here so I I was never gonna do it as miserable as I was as bad as it got towards the end nobody knew um, I wasn't gonna do it and so he actually initiated and it wasn't until I actually started considering like you know what this is so bad at this point. I don't care. So I did consider it. And I think that's when it became a thing when I started saying, you know what, just divorce me. Because at first it was a threat. Initially it was like a threat of divorce, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not with that. I don't mm. believe in that. I'm not going to divorce you. So it was the threat of I'll divorce you. I'll divorce you. Then finally mm. it just became so overwhelmed. And I was like, you know what, just that's fine. Just like, let I go. Just, yeah, I just do it. And I was like, if you don't, then I will. I probably wouldn't have, though, but <laughs> it got to that point. I was like, just do it already because you're threatening me with something that clearly you're trying to hold over me. Clearly you're trying to use to control me or, you know, whatever. And so he ended up filing for it. Mm. So what's so I mean, I, I understand people who have a philosophy that I do not get divorced. Mm. And when I, whenever I talk to him, like usually those people really are the most reluctant. Like that truly is the last option for them. So right. for you to let go, I know it was some things that got you there too. What was the, 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 the misalignment in your relationship, the conflict you were having that, you know, put y'all in that position yeah. in the first place? And interesting enough, I, I was twofold. So I don't believe that it, it had to end in divorce. I believe that it could have been salvaged. I mm. believe that if both parties were willing to put in the necessary work, I firmly believe it could have. Now, on the other end of that, 
I can say sometimes when you're not equally yoked and aligned with someone in general, then I think sometimes it just is just not meant to be. Now, can you still make it work? I know marriages who are very much years unhappily married. They just made it work. Right. They mm-hmm. just chose to stay committed. And I know people who are very miserable, don't sleep in the same bed, have side marriages, relationships on the side. But for the sake of we're not getting divorced, we're together. Yeah. So I believe that there is a point where people just make it work. And I guess you could say honor the vow by just staying together. But I think in our situation, um, it could have worked, but maybe it couldn't have. Who I was when I met this person was not who I evolved to. And a lot of times I believe when we get into relationships and especially in marriage, you don't consider this person may change. They always say women get in a relationship thinking they can change a man. A man gets in hoping a woman never changes. And so as one person grows and the other one doesn't, or one person wants this in life, the other one doesn't, if you don't find that common ground, it creates conflict. So even in our relationship, I don't feel like our problems were that much of an issue that it it should have ended in divorce. I feel like Mm. it should have been salvageable. It could have been, you know. But on the other side of that, who I became, who I was becoming as a woman was not who he was okay with. And I, I can't be upset with that. When mm. you met me, I was this person. But during the process of time, I evolved as a woman into this person. And so this is who you married. So essentially you have a right to decide, I didn't marry her, I don't want this person. Does mm. it make it right? That's neither here, I, I wouldn't so, say it's so, right or so wrong, but I feel like they, you have that choice to choose. Was it was it that you were evolved? So what, what what exactly were you evolving into at age? Was it you pursuing business and career? Was that what was like so take, pulling him back? When I got into the relationship, I just gotten out of a serious relationship. So there was a level of healing that I should have done anyway. Mm. Okay. Right. So when we met, we didn't meet on the grounds of let's let's get together. It was on the grounds of just friendship. And you spend enough time with somebody, especially as a woman, you begin to develop feelings. So after a while, that progression of time leads to, okay, next thing you know, we're together. Next thing you know, we're about to get married. So because that, I was broken when I met him. And I do feel like he was a broken person as well. So I believe we more so bonded over that, that level of brokenness. And it worked. It, that mm. version of me worked. And I venture to say if I had not changed or if I had not evolved or wanted more or grew, it probably would still have worked. Mm. But as I began to develop who I was, and then another thing, I, I have to take ownership for the I, I take ownership for the relationship because I didn't know who I was getting into the relationship. Like I didn't have a firm identity with who destiny was. And I think before you get into any relationship, let alone marriage, you have to know who are you as a person before you become one yes. with someone else. Who are you independently? Yes. What do you like? What do you want? What, what are your desires? What are your goals? Where do you see yourself? Like what makes you tick as a person? And then when I say identity, not because I work with women as a, a woman's life coach, confidence coach. Initially, when you ask woman, who are you? We start listing all of our titles, roles, and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm mm-hmm. such and such CEO. Mm-hmm. I'm the wife. I'm the mom of this like we make our identity out of our roles and our responsibilities but what happens is I had to ask myself what happens when you're stripped of everything that you thought you were who are you so at the core I didn't know who I was as a woman and so I got into a relationship not knowing who I was so then as I'm beginning to discover who I am this person is not okay with that version of you no you were you were this quiet you know didn't talk didn't have an opinion didn't say anything you just you know that's who I was but as I began to heal, grow, evolve, you know, I had goals, I had dreams, I had ambitions, and then it became, 
oh, you doing too much. Oh, you trying mm. to be better than me. Or you mm. just, you know, you want, you want too much. Or you think you this, you think you that. So the friction began to come in because I wasn't that heartbroken, young, quiet, young woman who didn't say much, didn't want much, didn't have a opinion on anything. Mm. So then it began, you know, get back. You made me look back. Why'd you say that? What? I'm like, these are my friends. These are my family. This, mm. this is who I am. So I realized I began to shrink into a version of me that I wasn't to save face. Not to, mm. I didn't want to make him upset. I don't want to make him angry or what am I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I was like walking on eggshells in a marriage, mm-hmm. like literally walking on eggshells. And then it's, it's like a part of that you feel like you're dying more and more. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I didn't, I, there weren't talks of purpose back then, you know, back right. then, like I'm so old, but there wasn't talks of what your purpose is, what your destiny is. What do you, what do you hear on this earth to do? It was none of that. So as those things began to become, you know, coming to my knowledge and I began to desire them, began to go after them, it's like, nah, we good. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is, we good. Like, no. So, so. Destiny, I got a bunch of questions for you. And I, I definitely Absolutely. want to dive b- deeper into your transformation. But I got a question for the marriage coach. So, Shirley, before I ask you this question, I want to tap in with the audience real quick. New members, shout out to Nicole W. Joseph and Katrina Lewis. Shout out. For following instruction and joining the YouTube membership. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I promise you we're going to take absolute care of y'all. But, guys, we got to get 15 members tonight because we want to do something very special at 100. So, Shirley, let me ask you because Destiny. Destiny mentioned, she said, you know what, um, I do think that it was possible for my marriage to be salvaged. Mm-hmm. You know, it was at a point where it could have worked out if some things would have been done. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, out of the man or the woman, who's responsible for taking that initial step to save the marriage? You. That's it, you. Mm. <laughs> if I'm talking to Destiny, yeah, I'm going to tell Destiny, That's you're good. responsible. If I'm talking mm-hmm. to her husband, I'm going to say you're responsible. It's nobody you can control on this planet other than you. Mm. And so you have to be the one. Listen, I always tell people, whatever's lacking, give more than what's lacking. Right? We keep focusing on what's lacking. And we, we focus on, well, he's not doing this and she's not doing that. If you turn the focus on yourself, you... The position of your heart can literally shift your relationship. It's you. Wow. The position of your heart can shift your relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I was speaking to, um, man, it's so crazy. I've been wanting to say I remember his name so bad. But I was speaking to this, this young lady, and she's going through it right now in her relationship. She's been married for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she loves her husband. Like, she loves this dude. I know she loves this dude because she's still calling and trying to figure out how to fix this thing. So I know she loves this dude. Because when a woman is done, a woman is done, right? Mm-hmm. Now, her thing is she's tried to communicate in a variety of ways that, hey, I would like to make some changes. And these are some things that would fulfill me. Now, what she keeps coming up, the issue that keeps coming up is that he won't change but if she gets ready to leave then he'll make some temporary changes before going back to the old him Mm. so now she's at the point where it's at the final straw because her exact statement is well if i leave now there's no coming back but she desperately wants to stay in his marriage how would you advise her like what is the first step for her to execute on that wow i mean so many questions that's hard to answer because i'm not talking to them and I don't know his perspective, and I don't know what the challenges are. I don't know if he stepped out. I don't, right, right? Because right. from a biblical standpoint, which is my foundation, 
if you cheat, you can leave, mm. right? Now, mind you, we are marriage advocates. Just because somebody um, has an affair, we do not tell them to leave at all because we know that what God can do and how you can work through it, right? There's another side to that coin, right? Um, so, bro, it's, it's hard to say, right? Okay. But the one thing I will say is work on yourself because whether you leave or stay, that's where your peace is going to come. It is going to come from your own internal healing. Have no expectations of him. Stop expecting him, if you're going to stay, stop expecting him to be something that he's telling you he does not want to be, right? These are the things that if you choose to stay, will help you have peace. That's it. I get that. I get that. And um, that makes me want to think, uh, well, it makes me want to consider like how people initially get into relationships anyway, mm -hmm. you know, because... Some of these relationships, I think, start off as casual, but then it kind of evolves into something else, like a whirlwind before either happened. party even noticed. So I know Destiny yes. specifically, you said that was your situation. Absolutely. I think Shannon was a bit more intentional about you guys, right, with the relationship. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, Coriel, with that relationship that you had that didn't quite work out with the emotion, you know, the guy who used it with the emotional abuse, mm -hmm. did that start off casual and kind of out of nowhere become become something else? Or No. So what's so crazy is that was that was in March and I, the Past October, I had was very intentional, like wrote this letter to God begging for a husband at this point. Because <laughs> by 25, I was supposed to be married on my way to being somebody's mama. That was in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. We'd be making up yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that don't make sense. <laughs> so I was very intentional about what I wanted. The day I met him, he told me I was going to be his wife. Mm -hmm. Like that day. I mean, he, again, he was being manipulated. Right, right, I didn't right, know. Right, I didn't know. Right, like, right, I didn't know. It was exactly what I wanted to hear. So no, we didn't start off casual. Like it was hard and heavy from day one. Okay, okay. But Destin, yours started off as casual. Yeah, it was it was casual. It was just simply a friendship, getting to know each other. Okay. We just, we just spent every day together. Like there was no no physical, no sexual, anything. It was just two people met each other, enjoy each other's company. And we were just together all the time. And after a while, it, you know, it was his decision. Like, you my girlfriend at this point. So, mm. like, you've you been around this time. Like, you, we, we together. So, I was like, okay, I guess we together. How so. would you have went into that differently, in, you know, in hindsight? Would you have entered the relationship a little bit differently? I would have been more intentional. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, from, yeah. from the jump. Knowing what I know now, um, I would have initially been intentional. Knowing, knowing how, and this is just from my experience. Every woman's experience is different. So, I can only speak for me. Knowing that me as a woman, if I get to know someone after a period of time, most women have the problem saying, well, I can't get him to commit. My, I wouldn't say my problem, but my scenario is the opposite. Mm. If I invest too much or enough time or energy with someone, even casually, that's initially the next progressive step. So knowing that then, I would have been more intentional and just very upfront, like, hey, and I did let them know I wasn't looking for, hey, I'm just out of a relationship, but again, as, a, as women, we're emotional beings just by nature. Mm -hmm. So spending enough quality, and that's mm -hmm. my love language. Mm -hmm. Quality time is a love language. So I put myself in that situation to have my love language met and my mm -hmm. needs met. So at the time, it was meeting a need. Mm -hmm. So I think everything we do is driven by a need or a desire. So right. you have to say, ask yourself, what need is this meeting? 
In that case, why do I keep coming around? Why do I keep? He's not my type. If he's not, if I'm not into him like that, why am I still around him? Why am I devoting so much of my energy? So again, I'm really big on taking accountability. So I take mm-hmm. accountability mm-hmm. that you put yourself in a position and you're already vulnerable. So your vulnerabilities allowed you to trauma bond with someone who's mm. a good person, but they were good for your, your present, but they weren't good for your future and where you're going. Because you had no foresight into where you were going. Mm-hmm. You didn't. So again, that came with intentionality. If I know down the road, okay, this is what I want, this is where I see myself, this relationship with this person, they don't, they don't seem like they're going to be compatible with a future version of me. And mm-hmm. I had no concept of that type of thought processing at the time. I get so, that. It's crazy because they say... Uh, Dick discipline, but with the ladies, maybe some heart discipline mm-hmm. would actually be some 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 good tips to take. Because I, I think you know, because women love to be loved. Yeah. That's the thing, and you got a guy. That's he the thing. yeah, say the right yeah. things, Just do the right things yeah. for long enough time. And then we love with our, our our mm-hmm. mind. Like you, if you get in it my mind, good. everything where good. the mind goes, the body flows. Everything mm-hmm. else will come. So if mm-hmm. you know what to say, how to say it, the tone in which to say it, you you learn me enough to know what makes me work. It's easy. If you don't have to do a lot of work. If we're honest, mm-hmm. if you do that that part of with the mind, and you know how to get in. The first intimacy was conversation. Like you just, mm-hmm. that's how it begins. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say a lot of times because it feels good, we think it's right. Absolutely. And that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not always. Just because it's good truth. to us, it doesn't make it good Did for us. us. So he was a Absolutely. good man. He was good to me in that season. I mean, showered me with gifts mm-hmm. and just showered again the love bomb. And I mean, just too good to be true to people. Like, girl, you need mm-hmm. to. Girl, you crazy? If you, you know, girl, <laughs> you know, girl. So. It, it, it was all the right things, all the right, a great person, great all of this, but it wasn't good for me. Yeah. But in that season, I couldn't see that because of my own vulnerabilities and my mm-hmm. own unhealed version that I was bringing to the table. Instead of taking time to mm. kind of look at Des like, hey, girl, what you're initially drawn to him because he's filling a void mm-hmm. and he knows he's filling the void and his intentions are pure. But you're not you're not looking beyond the void that he's filling. You're not looking mm. beyond to see, you know, and then it got into the, you know, the possessiveness and the you think it's cute, you I'm at work and you pop up at, at my mm-hmm. job and you like mm-hmm. get in the car. I'm like, oh, oh that's my God. That's thinking about and me. I think that's a problem. Even in our culture, we teach women or I won't say we teach women, it's it's almost a given that if a man does these things, he's a good like he's a keeper, that's a good man. Mm. And I'm not saying it's not, but we have to do both sides of that. Because there is a such thing as love bombing. There is a mm-hmm. such thing as, you know, mm-hmm. but we assume, oh, girl, he do this. He buy you gifts. He do trips. He fly you out. He, he, he do all mm-hmm. this stuff. You don't have to ask. That's a good man. And not saying that he's not. But you have to be able to go deeper beyond that and see the character of a person. Mm-hmm. Not just what their, their level of caring, but their level of character. And yeah, I think we are. We, we are like really taught. No, listen, mm-hmm. we got. We, are, I'm like, we all got these same thoughts in our mind. But what you're saying reminds me of. Um, now we have Pastor Tim Ross on here, mm-hmm. and he made a statement. He actually said, "Drop the bar." He said, you, "When you marry someone, you don't marry all the things mm-hmm. that you do know about them. You marry all the things that you don't know about them." Right. But that almost seems a bit unreasonable when you think about it, because if you don't know yourself. And you get in this relationship with somebody, you present yourself this one way. It's almost misleading mm. to that person in many ways. Not intentionally, but like you're this one person, you're coming to them, they're pairing, they're loving, they're getting to know this person, they're connecting with this person. Mm-hmm. And then you evolve mm-hmm. into this completely different person. 
completely different ambitions, completely different goals. It even sounds like you almost got a completely different personality mm. in a way where you were really coming out of a shell. You talking more, you doing this, you want to be out <laughs> front of it. Which is why I can't fault him for no longer desiring that. So I can't say, I can't believe he, now in my ears, I'm like, I can't believe you promised me this. I get it, I get the vow perspective, but at the end of the day, you have a right to decide what you want and what you don't want. You have a right. Now, I do believe that you should get into something knowing, okay, this person may have the capacity to change and evolve. Yeah. Can I still see myself loving them through my vows, no matter who they become? And I don't think that's something we consider. Again, we get into expecting this is who I married, this is who they're going to always be. And if I change, they're going to change with me. If I don't change, they won't change. So he had that right to decide, you know what? This ain't what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. Again, I still think through therapy, through things like that, through counseling, it's possible it could have been resolved or it's possible that it couldn't be because I didn't see myself going back to that version of destiny. It only got worse, I guess you call it, which became destiny inspired. But then it was just destiny. But I just I had this knowing that, okay, destiny is something more you're supposed to be doing with your life now. Like there's something greater that you're here for. Like the routine of just going to work, coming home, sitting here silently, mm -hmm. going to church. I'm like, this... He wanted, he wanted destiny to sit your ass down. That's right. And again, I, I, come from a, I come from a social construct of submission. Like, I believe in submission. Like, right. My parents were married 46 years. My mom just passed away. Um, we just buried her this past Friday. Sorry to hear that. My condolences. Thank you. So I've, I've always seen what submission looked like in a woman. So I've carried that well. Like, I didn't... I was very submissive and still am. I have a level of assertiveness, but I still believe in being submissive. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's, like, taken to the extreme. That was, like extreme submission you, you did you see yourself becoming less submissive as you came out of your shell well i i won't oh. say less submissive i would say we became more there was more synergy in my mind i'm thinking we're creating more synergy now because i'm not saying anything i'm not having an opinion i'm not having a thoughts on anything i'm not expressing how i feel so how can we really be one if you're operating independently you know who you are and then i'm just here existing like I'm just existing, but we're not coming together with with our thoughts, our ideas, what we want for our future together. There is no us. It's a this is me, and you just just follow. Did he say that though? Like, did he say as you started coming up out of the shell, like he would say things like, "You oh, you you trying to be better than me?" Like, you know, he, <laughs> even as far as how I talk, like I'm, you know, I my my father has a pretty vast vocabulary, so I've always been into words and, you know, into, you know, sentence. So I'm, I love words, so I, I have a very decent vocabulary. So it would be stuff like, oh, you talking down on me, or you, you using all them big words, and you trying. Mm. So it's like, I don't, I don't know how to lessen myself. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, I, and then even when it came to goals and wanting certain things, if I'm like, like, hey, you got so much potential in this area, like, you could do this or do that, it's like, oh, you trying to change me now, like, oh, you... I'm like, oh, no. trying to, and you started even trying to inspire him to think bigger. Yeah, because like, you felt like he was so thinking too small. So even house and apartment, like I'm okay. I want to, I want a home at some point. So my question, so, so what are we doing? Like, what's, what is our plan? What's mm. the plan? So even questions like that was, that was he felt challenged. challenged. That was challenged. Yeah, it's like you trying to get, you know, you trying to get beside. Like, what you mean? Like, you, you, you doing too much? You like, was cool with this no, apartment a couple I'm, weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> now you in right, a house, right? Because I'm thinking, okay. It's, it's possible we may have children. We never had children together. Um, he, you know, he had a, a, a pri previous child from a previous relationship, but we never had children together. So I'm thinking future now. I'm thinking, and then as a woman, we pride ourselves on knowing that we have safety and security in every way. Like I want to feel safe, mm -hmm. safe as far as my future, safe that you got everything planned and figured out. And you may not have everything to a T, but I want safety. Know, oh, my man got it. Like he, he got a plan for us. Right. Versus just living from day to day. 
from, you know, on a whim, like, what's the plan? What, what are we doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at some point you have to revisit and say, okay, where are we going from here? Even when, when, mm. when the conditions change, okay, I'm not the girl you met, the heartbroken young girl you met that, you know, you dated for a while, then we got married. I'm evolving. Let's have a conversation about it. So, and then I would ask a lot of questions. So he would leave, you know, work early. And again, I never want to seem like I'm bashing someone for who they are. We just weren't good together. For another woman, that works fine for her. But for me, it, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't working. So sometimes he would leave. And again, I've always had a bit of a social media platform. Not big, but just being a PK, being in the church. Yeah. Like my mom was a, a legend in, in the radio and gospel radio in our city. So I was pretty known as her daughter. So my platform was always, always had eyes on me. So the phone's always going off social media. So we're late nights or early mornings like, oh, you, 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 you cheating. Like it was, it was all <laughs> something I'm cheating because the phone's going off. I'm like, I don't I'm like, here, you can have my password, like everything. What, what can I do to make you feel more secure? But it was always, no, nah, you know I don't know how to work that stuff because he didn't do social media. I get it. So it's like, oh, you, you, you cheat. I'm like, it was threatening. No. It was right. new. He, it would was... Bust, he would bust in the house like he, he left for work early in the mornings. And so I would keep my phone on silent at night just so it wouldn't disturb him with it going off and the noises. And I knew I'd get up early. So when he would call me and I didn't answer, he would come all the way back home. And busting the house. So I still have a level of like, I'm very jumpy. I don't like being surprised. I don't mm. like surprises because he would come in the house so many mornings and just, what are you doing? Like, right. waking me up out of my sleep. Why aren't you answering your phone? I'm asleep. It's it's like four or five o'clock in the morning. Okay, so first off, mm. you know what's crazy is that the things that y'all are saying, you hear from women all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, and I think in my head, man, you must you must deal with some crazy niggas, mm. but no, just regular niggas, just, re- yeah, just, just regular, regular ones. Ones. Yeah. just not crazy ones, just regular ones. So just things we don't I, talk about. So, Coach, I want to come to you with a question real quick before I do. Before I do, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to Fancy. Shout out to Fancy sent over the first super chat at five bucks, no question. Just starting the love offering party. Yo, shout out to fans. He's starting that love offering party. And check this out, guys. We're only 50 minutes in. Over 330 people live in the chat right now. At this rate, it's very possible we may hit 600 tonight, which would be incredible. So make sure y'all share this. Part two, should I stay in this relationship? And uh, real quick, the poll too, guys. The poll. We got 100 votes on the poll, so I'm going to close that out. From Carla Beautiful, have you ever experienced some form of abuse in your relationship? And unfortunately, 76% of people mm. says yes, absolutely. So that brings me to you, Shirley. I want you to let us know how can women and men, how can they identify this within themselves? But how can you identify if there's a man in your life that is likely to be emotionally unstable before it gets to the point of you being a target of some level of abuse? I mean, shoot, just what these two ladies shared. You, you understand? Like, um, it's interesting um, when Destiny was talking, it was just so, so heavy, right? And I hope that the people are really listening. Um, it sounded like destiny you got married based on how you felt right this is why we have to really understand the principles that people are living their life off of Mm -hmm. right so that's one way that can help you to say "Mm, what what is this person value what are their principles what is listen when I talk to people about dating I tell them Look at how they treat 
the waiter. Look at how they talk about the homeless people. Look at how they talk about their siblings. When there's issues in, in your family dynamics and you're dogging your siblings out to me, to me, right? Nobody else, but to me, I look at that as a red flag because that tells me what you're going to do when it comes to you and I, Damn. right? Yeah, everybody says, look at how we treat your mama, but I'm talking about people that you don't even mm. know. Humanity. You understand? I got you. I got you. I think um, I think if we do look at those those very small, th well, they're big things. But if you actually watch somebody and look at them for how they treat people, I think we'll find out a lot about ourselves too. Yes. You know how we perceive things. Um, this is the thing with that emotional abuse thing because I know it can be real real tricky. Is it like is it like like lower levels of emotional abuse that you mm -hmm. think? just those regular guys can use not the necessarily the, the high level emotional abusers but just very small ways even somebody you like to kind of abuse you a little bit it to kind of throw some jazz what are some it of those is. examples that that whole look at you you think you better than me <laughs> that's a good one right and you got a smile on your face and you laughing and you joking nah doc mm. because when i do level up what will that turn to yeah right see people think when pe a lot of times when people think of abuse, they think of something so dramatic that we just miss the small stuff, bro. Because we're like, oh, he doesn't hit me. She don't hit me. They not cussing me out. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 But them, them, them little well, sprinkles. And let me tell you, Shirley, y'all even notice that like amongst even your friends, like mm -hmm. even outside, like you might notice somebody be like, Man, you, why are you doing all that? You're doing too much. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, or, or they might say, I can't like, do all of that. You still doing that little podcast. You still doing that little podcast. I can't do all of that. 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 That's why Look, you should not have sex come on, before don't, don't them off yet. marriage. Wow, no sex before marriage. No sex before marriage. Mm. Now I can we say all, I was. We about to lose some watches right now. They about to start leaving. We all, I, did, I did keep my. Well, before we got married, we mm -hmm. we did. Um, I made that decision because again, because I'm a woman of faith, and I was very adamant about like you know I want to I want to do this right. But on the other part of that, I was thinking you know just based on my conscience. Okay, if I do everything right, it can't fail. Right? If I don't do sex before mm. marriage, like, I'm going to do everything right. There's no way this can fail. I'm doing everything right. Right? So I, I did, and I do agree with that because as women, once we get, and I won't say women, men in general, I, I don't speak in absolutes. I never want people think I'm speaking for the, the total mm -hmm. sum of us mm -hmm. all. For some of us as women, that emotional connection makes it harder for us to detach. Now, once we've got that emotional connection and then through sex and you add that into it, that's like, and I know some people don't believe in soul ties, but you... You're mm -hmm. knitted to that person. Mm -hmm. It's like that that desire, that longing. Mm -hmm. You, it's harder to pull away from it. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourself leaving, every time I try to leave, something keep pulling me back. Like mm -hmm. you keep going back in cycles. So that's I think that's so important for us to to know and to share with more people about mm -hmm. those ties. And even mm -hmm. with the little jabs, the little subtle things like. It's clear that I had 
self-esteem issues myself to even enter mm-hmm. into that. So I have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that, hands down. Mm-hmm. But it only perpetuated hearing things like, oh, you look at yourself too much. You always in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So I got to the point where I hated looking at myself in the mirror. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, stop. Like, you're vain, you're this, you're that. So I, I hated looking at a mirror. I would, like, avoid looking at mirrors. Like, I felt like, okay, Des, don't do that. You, you, you want to be seen. Because, like, that was, you just want to be seen. You want people to see mm-hmm. you. So I tried to, like, tone down. Like, okay, Destiny, mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. When you walk in a room, try not to be seen. Like, tr- like right. all of these things. Which mm-hmm. the irony is that's why I now teach women how to command the room with just your presence, mm-hmm. with your energy. Mm-hmm. But those are things that I struggle with. Which is why I'm so passionate about them now. Because imagine if I had settled for that and just kept internalizing it. How many people that I've helped that have never been helped. Women that have never mm-hmm. you know, gotten into healthy marriages, launched businesses, mm-hmm. healed their homes. If I would have decided, you know what? I'm just going, you're right, let me be quiet. And then I hid it. I didn't tell my family. My parents, mm. nobody knew I was even divorced. And then it was so humiliating and just so I didn't understand. I still wore a wedding ring for three months and we mm. were divorced. Wow. I did not know mm. how to take my ring off. So I'm mm. like, how do I how do I do this? And then initially when we had problems and I wasn't wearing my ring, you know, being in the church, I saw how everyone looked at me. I saw how people look down at me, how they the way they made me feel was like I never want to feel like this again. So when it happened, for sure, I was like, I'm not ready to tell people because I'm not emotionally stable to give an answer as to why. I can't explain this right now. So I'm just going to keep wearing this until I'm ready to face the truth or really face people. It had nothing to do with so me. So many it's people, people stay stuck because of the fear mm-hmm. of having to deal with it's other the people. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so the pressure. That, that whole, which, man, what you're saying is so heavy, um, Destiny. You know, in the business world, they have this this term that says you want to get people to like, know, and trust mm-hmm. you. The problem is many of us don't like, know, and trust ourselves. ourselves. I teach that all we the time. We don't understand our predispositions. Mm-hmm. They will come out in your relationship. We don't understand. We don't deep dive into our own insecurities. Like these are the things, the work and the healing that has to be done, it's those things. See, it took me years before I understood, man, all this stuff that is happening in my marriage, it's because of my predispositions to certain things. I know what my weaknesses are. I understand what they are and I'm honest about them. I know what my insecurities are now. And I am very honest with myself about them. And if you're not honest with yourself about what they are, you cannot work on it. If you cannot work on it, you cannot have an authentic relationship with anyone, Mm. let alone yourself. So, Destiny, real quick, I got a question. Because I'm really curious to know what you would do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Destiny walks into your office. She says, look, I need some coaching. She brings this man in here that doesn't want her, see, want her to be as big as she's trying now to be or, or as she is becoming mm-hmm. as she now sees who she is. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do you even start to put action steps on something like that? Because at that point, if the man is used to seeing a version of her that he's comfortable with and uncomfortable with this new growing version, what are you saying to that? Well, I want to understand what his fear is. I want to understand what is triggering him in his brain that makes him think that if she levels up, she's leaving him behind. Mm. Right? So I'm asking him questions. It's a root issue. I'm getting to know 
the root of the problem. A lot of times we deal with these low-hanging fruit, fruit yeah. and we just miss everything because we just won't dig deep enough. Mm. Right? So I would just begin to ask him questions. Mm -hmm. uh, some questions about experiences that he's, he's had, experiences with his parents, experience with um, in the educational realm. Like, what is it? Where did this insecurity come from? Where did you get this information that if she does X, Y, and Z, what will happen? Mm. And she can't, if she's in a relationship, did she have the ability to ask those questions and potentially find that herself? Or is that something that a third person got to come in there and dig deep and figure out? When, when you do not feel like your heart is in a safe place, then no, you cannot. Does it, she could be the perfect wife. And if he doesn't trust himself, he doesn't trust her. So that means that I'm not going to open myself up to you. I'm not going to expose my deep, dark thoughts. Mm. It's just not going to happen. But when you are in a space where this is safe, we're, we're in a safety zone. It took double-digit years for Shannon and I to create a safety like. Man, I could just lay it all out, and I know Shannon's not going to look at me crazy. Shannon can lay it all out, and I'm no longer going to judge him and, and think he should be this type of man opposed to the man that he is, right? Yeah, we can say whatever. We can say whatever. You have to, that, you have to be in a safe space for that. So, so real quick, because uh, we got a couple shout outs real quick. Weedy504, shout out to you for sending over the super chat for five bucks. We need that. Thank you. I'm actually going to reserve your question for just a few minutes because it's such a great question. I want to make sure we hit it from all angles. Also, shout out to Kimberly Kid. Yo, Kim, welcome to the membership. Welcome, Guys, welcome, we're going welcome. crazy right now. <laughs> Over 350 people oh my after just an hour. Just an hour. I think we need to share going. some more. I think we got to share. share this, guys. We got to get to 600. Somebody, first <laughs> right. off, the comments going crazy. So they yes. not only need it, they loving it. Now, this is the thing. Men, we really need the men. Because I've been speaking to the women. And women here, are like, they're like, yo, why aren't many more men joining the community? And what I told them is that a lot of men are not quite comfortable with this mature conversations that we having mm -hmm. because it's a lot of accountability on both parts. Mm -hmm. So the ladies have asked me multiple men. It's a call to action. A lot of them single. They say join the community because they want to listen to men. They want to hear the perspective of men. Guys, men are having problems with women and women are having problems with men. Yes. Not only that, we're having problems with ourselves. So please encourage your man, ladies. Encourage a friend to join the community. We need that. But uh, what I want to ask... Um, a quick add in here, by the way. Yeah. We are going to be doing Q&A, guys. The super chats, those putting in the super chats, we will get to their questions first. So go ahead, drop those super chats in there so we can go ahead and take those questions. But go ahead, Ryan. So, so real quick, I wanted to ask this before I get to Weedy's question. Shirley, um, it's men out there that want to improve. Mm -hmm. And it's men out there that are now just learning, listening to this podcast, that they've been potentially active and emotionally abusing a significant other. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it comes from when a man may be frustrated or disappointed or maybe feel a level of betrayal or, or distrust when a woman does something, even if it's small or unintentional. So women, I want to start with Shirley. I want to go around, around on this one. And starting with you, Shirley, when a, when a man ha clearly has an issue with you mm -hmm. and he wants to communicate maybe something that needs to be changed or maybe just how he feels, how would you like or how would you say a strong man should handle that? 
how should a strong man handle yeah. saying to me whatever it is that he wants to say? Yeah. Just sit me down and say, babe, I, I, can we talk? Right? See, when it comes to communication, sometimes it's not the right time to talk. It's not the right place to talk. Right? It's so many nuances to this thing, communication. Right? So just understand that we are in a space where we both can communicate without, right, I'm not hungry, I'm not irritated, <laughs> I'm not just getting off of work, the kids didn't just get on my nerves, right? right so right. make sure the environment is a good environment for your woman, right? Make sure her heart is in a good space to talk. A lot of times people just want to push, push, push. And, and what happens is something will come out that will just damage the relationship and damage the person because we keep pushing. So you want to just make sure all of that is together. And then, listen, just be honest. Like, people are so afraid of their own truth. So they try to water it down. And when you do that, I can't fix whatever it is that needs to be fixed because I don't know the actual problem. So I would say just be honest. Sometimes when you're honest, though, people hold it against you. Bro, you know, like so people people don't know how to problem. respond to honesty as that, well. So it's hard. Bro, but that's their problem. And see, that's the work of 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 you understanding that I can't take how you feel personal. Like if you don't like my honesty, that's on you. That's not on me. That's why principle, listen, everything's always gonna come back to the principles. Who is it that I want to be as a woman? Whoever I am, whoever you choose to be, I will not allow that to dictate who I choose to be. Right? So when you're honest and I don't like it, I'm going to be like, so what, 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 what is, how did my, what I said made you, made you, how do you feel? Like why, and why do you feel that way? What were your thoughts about that? Right? I mean, that's just right. me as a coach. I'm going to ask those questions. But yeah, I was just telling, just listen, make sure the environment is safe. It's a safe environment. Not, not why you're in the shower. I'm knocking on the door while you're in the bathroom. Hey, hey, and can yes, I come in? And definitely, <laughs> definitely don't say this. Man, you just don't do, you know, I just, you know, you can't do, you know, I'm always, you always don't do that. Mm. She shuts down. The wall is up. The best thing you can do, which men sometimes have a hard doing is simply just being so butt naked open and sharing your heart share your heart about what i did or how i'm making you feel don't tell me what i'm always doing what i'm not doing i ain't this type of wife my boy's wife don't do that you're Cor not going to get what you want Corey, how, well, how you feeling about how you feeling about what Cheryl said I, how does a good man a good man approach the situation you know the og i already had the answer she she took care of the answer but i'm going to agree with saying it's about delivery mm -hmm. um and i think if you lead with emotion because men don't typically lead with emotion if you lead with that i think that will disarm most women um because if you feel like you're being attacked you're gonna be in defense mode so mm -hmm. i think it comes down to your delivery and not criticizing I think also when it feels like you're tearing me down versus let's build a solution together, I think that makes all the difference. I get it. You know, I, we, we talk about this safe space a lot. It really is a lot of time and intention to really create a safe space. It is. Like a safe space time. is not just like you don't just walk up to somebody and start talking about your deepest, darkest moments in life. And even in my relationships, you feel 
when it's certain conversations that really advance the relationship. Because it's, it's, like, it's like landmark conversations and moments that you have where you like, damn, I didn't even know. I never told nobody that. Like, damn, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought you were about to judge me and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that was actually way easier than I thought. Like, like, the safe environment truly has to be cultivated. And even if it's something, I think it's, it's like this emotional like control you have to have. Because even if it's something like... You might want to judge them on, mm-hmm. like they say something, mm-hmm. like you, your knee-jerk reaction. You might really need to hold that back mm-hmm. to make sure you letting this person be comfortable because what they're doing is they're revealing themselves. Like, mm-hmm. can I give a tip? Can I just yes. give a coaching tip right there? Because that was one of the biggest challenges with Shannon and I. Um, if you guys have met Shannon, he is brilliant he's like genius right and so some of the stuff that he would be saying would be off the wall to me and i would judge it but now i've learned i always tell people coach yourself you coach yourself ask questions if somebody says something that you like okay that was dumb that don't make no sense you might say that to yourself but just start asking them questions so you can understand why they think the way they they think Mm. So, so really, it's an opportunity to learn the partner. Bro, I always say go on an exploration. It is such an opportunity. Okay, so so this thing, Destiny, I think they covered this. So I got something else for you. <laughs> Destiny going to get us kicked off because, listen, shout out to Weedy504. He represented from the fellas. He had a good question. I just cannot skip this, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is when we start the conversation when, when it really gets real because he says... I'm laughing at this. Did y'all have a part in the divorce? Like, did y'all change or bring any problems to the relationship? Please don't beat me up. I'm just asking. Yeah, I so, love it. The fella's scared. So, it's not I'm, a safe space so, for the fellas. He's scared. No, right, right, right. Let the, let the fellas talk, ladies. <laughs> so, Destiny, tell us, what, what, what role did you play right. in the divorce? An amazing question. And actually, yeah. in hindsight, after we were divorced, we didn't talk for some time, but we came back together. And I and even though he initiated the voice, even though I felt like, you know, this happened, that happened, I actually came to him and repented and apologized for areas that I feel like I missed it as a Come wife. On, so although there were bigger areas that I felt like, you know, you could have done better, and I had to sit back and evaluate Destiny, there are some areas you could have been better. Yes, you cook. Yes, you clean. Yes, you had clothes folded and ready. You had home. Like, you did all that, yes. But now what are some areas that you could have become better in? And I could have been better. I could have been a better listener, active mm-hmm. listener, right? Mm-hmm actually listening to knowing him well enough to know not just what he's saying but what is he not saying like what what how how have i made him possibly feel this way unintentionally so me being a beautiful woman being attractive maybe i do get a lot of attention maybe what what could i have done to make him feel safer so even though he didn't tell me when i asked okay destiny what's something you can just take it upon yourself to make him feel more secure does it mean it would have changed the outcome we don't know but still what could you have done and then also Again, I always already mentioned, like, I began to change. I began to evolve. So that's why I say he had his right to decide, okay, this isn't what I see myself with for the rest of my life. The version that you were, yes. So I take accountability for that. Would I do it over and not change? Absolutely not. I would still, I would still change. <laughs> I, I have this, However. I'm curious about this, though, because one thing I do know is that, first of all, for a man to initiate divorce is just kind of, kind of rare to me. It is. So too. for him to initiate divorce, he was, like, fed up. So... Did you get to a point where you started like talking down on him and like speaking? Because at the point where. Well, this is what I did do. So 
I became very vocal. I, I was, I was like the good girl. Like I was the. You come to church, you find a good girl in mm, church. I mm. was her. I was like, I was. I wasn't perfect. You know, you did something. But I was, essentially, I was like the good girl. Just, mm-hmm. okay, yes, whatever you say, you know, yes, you know. But towards the end, I got so fed up and just so overwhelmed with it. I began to become another type of woman. Like, I began to curse and back out. Like, you cursing me, I'm finna curse you back. I never cursed. Mm. I didn't curse, didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't cuss, didn't do anything. Mm. But and, and then that in itself also, I think, was a problem because when you met me, I was this person, you knew that. But I think after a while, you realize, okay, maybe the good girl isn't the good girl that I wanted. Maybe mm. I want someone that's a little bad. You know, maybe yeah. I want another edge. I respect that. So I didn't. Ha- now I'm completely different from her now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not her at all. I don't even. Yeah, we're a long ways apart. But at the time, I was that girl. And so maybe I wasn't the funnest. I wasn't. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. Like if he drank, you know, I, I don't want to drink. I'm. A, I'm good. I don't drink. So, but towards the end, like I would cuss him back out. Like you cuss at me. We at it. We cussing. But it was almost like he liked that. It was almost like the more aggressive I got, the more that I got, I don't want to, I'm not going to use that word because it could be condescending. Uh, The more out of my character I became, it's almost like the more respect I began to get. But I didn't like that Mm because I'm not, that's not me. I'm not her, Mm -hmm. you know? So I began to change into somebody else again, but it's someone that he actually kind of liked. But towards the end, I'm going to tell you some ownership that I can definitely take on. Mm -hmm. I'm... I became lost in the marriage towards the end. Like, emotionally, I was gone. And I would beg him early on, like, please don't talk to me like that. Please don't treat me like that. Only because I knew once that wall goes up, it's not going to be good for you, mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. So please don't. But whenever I would say things like that, his initial response is, I know you want to cheat anyway. And I'm mm. like, no, no. I'm saying don't do that because it took me a long time to get to this vulnerable place with you where I feel safe. And so the more you handle me that way, I'm going to start putting that guard up. And I'm going to become this nonchalant person that I just don't care no more. And so you're not going to be able to get that soft, submissive woman that you desire because I don't feel safe with you anymore. And so I would beg him, please don't don't talk to me like that. Don't say that to me. Don't do that, please. Well, I know you want to cheat anyway. I know you're going to do that anyway. It kept going. It didn't get better. It got worse. So towards the end, my my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that before, like, my I left a long time. Like, I began to leave. Did so, you start straying away to, like, different relationships in so that space? I didn't start straying away to different relationships, but my mindset was in on the grounds of, you know what, we're, we're, this is going towards divorce. I know he keeps threatening with it. So I finally was like, let's, di- like, fine, let's divorce. Let's do it. Wow. Like, let's go ahead. And so that level of, like, assertiveness, that level of, you can't. You can no longer threaten me with it. Break like, let's do it. Like I was a completely different. That was like the 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 other evolution of okay, this is not the same girl. She's not scared no more. I can't intimidate with that no more. Mm-hmm. And then I began to again. He he didn't like me having you know opposite sex friends or anything right. like that. So someone was texting me one day. And he was like, "Who is that? One of your uh, is that a guy?" And then this time I actually said yes. I was like, actually, mm. actually, it is. And it wasn't anything like that, though. It wasn't a... Yeah. No, we're no work husband, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> like that. But you, still, you still was feeling that level of disrespect. Like, you wasn't yeah. rocking with and him. So like, I yeah, was, it is, I, was, I was bold with it that time. I was yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've been accusing me of cheating the whole time. And I'm that was never me. Like, I again, I come from a family of 46 years of marriage. Like, I, I, I honor that. 
But at this point, I was, and again, it wasn't anything like that, but just the fact that you're still trying to be condescending and intimidate me. I was like, yeah, it's a guy. And he just, oh, he, that mm. was it. That was like, he, he, knew. he was like, oh, you, oh, it's a guy. And he didn't ask, was it like, he, he didn't care. The fact that it was a male in general. And again, he was very like, and then I come from, again, and our coach, like, we hug each other. Hey, you know, brothers, like, right. that's my, that's my dichotomy of how I interact with people. Mm -hmm. So that was always like, a, you know, why are you, why are you doing this? Like, I'm at church. Like, this, this is what we do. And so anything that had any type of male interaction or anything was like a, no. Mm. So me saying that it was a, a male texting me, regardless of what it was, was like a, oh, no, I can't do, like, I can't do this. I'm like, yeah. Mm. I'm glad you communicate these things because it's very easy with everything that influences us to objectify women. And then at some point, if you objectify women, women really become the enemy and you look at them as if they're the enemy. So it's a competition is um, like this person versus me. And what I want to explain to men is that is that's really not the situation. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at women as this this is somebody or a person I should be looking to take care of. Now this is the thing. I think women sometimes y'all just act out of control sometimes. <laughs> but that's you can't have one without the other is what I'm saying. You can't have the person that's head over heels in love with you, ready to rock with you, and not have the person who's upset that you gotta go to your job and you go to the same place, the same job, the same time every single day. And but today she's pissed because you work too much. So you can't have it both ways. And I would also want men to understand is that see the thing is because women are not gonna like this, because we can have these relationships and be super toxic for two, three, ten women. Mm. And then we leave those And then the 11th one We completely different and, and all good right. Right. But those women that It took you to finally get your act together Like you can really do Some irreparable yes. damage To these women yes. with these types of things So guys just being the Responsible party that's what leadership is It's not just in your relationship You in now but in all the women And people that you deal with You, you have to just operate with a level of Emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and just, you know, really responsibility, understanding that many times you may have to be the bigger person. And that's okay, I think, it's being a man taking that responsibility. Can I add to that? Of course, of course. You really need to understand where you want to be with your character. That's the foundation of everything, Facts. Ryan. Right? Who, who am I? What character do I want to have? What is the foundation of my being? That is what is going to help all of us in life. Period. This is a crazy thing. We say we want to love, we want to be kind, right? Look at the fruits of the spirit, right? The long suffering, the patience, the kindness, loving, all of that. Well, how do you think that's going to happen? You have to be challenged in those areas to be strengthened in those areas. So now, right, this is the mature Shirley. I look at when Shannon challenge me, challenges me in those areas, it is an opportunity for me to just continue to grow. And so I respond accordingly, right? So now I don't do the tit for tat. I don't do the um, disrespect. I don't do the rolling my eyes, the whole body language and the huffing and the puffing and all, <laughs> right? That was the immature Shirley, who I didn't have principles that I lived by daily and I was intentional about it. 
I wasn't putting my character as the forefront of my being. So all of y'all out there in social media land, <laughs> get your character right. Focus on that and everything will grow from that. Can I commend you guys real quick? And especially, I think it was Weedy who did the question. I think that's a separator for your podcast is the fact that we can have these conversations and not one side. Like the fact that someone's willing to ask that question, hey, what did you do? And I, I love that because I'm really big on being introspective. Like, Destiny, what is it about you that's causing you to even be in these kind of relationships? So the fact that we can have this discussion and acknowledge, hey, I missed the mark here. Like, hey, yeah, he had issues, but your girl wasn't perfect. Like, I, right. And the fact that you guys open up a forum that creates this type of dialogue, this is how we bring solutions, growth, and healing. So I just want to commend you guys for even being willing to take that risk and bring full, not just perspective, but Inky Johnson says perspective drives performance. Mm. So although we have a different perspective, it allows us to perform at a higher level. And there's not many relationship podcasts, especially that's doing that. Oh, so, this is new, by the way. I, we're, we're, we're recovered toxic men. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 is yeah, yeah. that is something beautiful. That is something. But I want to you. I want to commend you, right? We've been doing this work for double-digit years. And I'm telling you, I hate to say women or men, but the reality is from our experience and other coaches in the field that we talk to, women have a hard time taking accountability. That's why that brother asked that question. Mm. And so I commend you for not putting it on all on your ex-husband. And saying you had to humble yourself Absolutely. and say, you know what? This is where I went wrong. Ladies, listen, if you do that, really look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Which is what I had to do. I was like, damn, I was a horrible wife. Wow. Horrible. I was nowhere near what I thought I was. I had to humble myself, man. I had to go to that man and be like, babe. This is what it was. Like, I get it. I literally created an environment for him to not want to come home, to want to sit in the car, to not want to talk to me. I'm like, well, why you don't call me? Hell, why would anybody mm. want to call me? Mm. That part. You understand? You mm -hmm. have to take ownership. On that note, which is a great note, we are over 400 people <laughs> live in the chat right now. And I can say as a result of that, we're actually good friends. Like, we're, we're amicable wow. to this day. Like I we, love that. I love that. He was just at my, my mother's funeral. So. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got some... Wait, wait, hold tight, ladies. Hold tight. <laughs> hold tight. <laughs> hold tight. <laughs> hold so look, I want to do this real quick because I wanted to wait until we got 400 people in the chat. So shout out to Marriage Inc. and Shirley specifically because Shirley got something very special for us. I went ahead and dropped the link to Shirley's Wife University ebook because mm. Shirley, clearly, you know what's going on and you know what the ladies need help with. Accountability being number one, ladies, okay? <laughs> and I want to do a couple shout outs before I go to that question that you had for Destiny, which was good. Look at these ladies. First of all, get them off the chat. Get them off the chat. Yeah, <laughs> I see them. I get see them. Ladies them. Off I, the see chat. them. I see them. I want to go over a few shout outs real quick. Shout out to the $5 super chats we got from Charisma Dawkins. Charisma, we love you. Shout out to Sharice White and Naomi, both with $5 super chats. And shout out to a new member, Kiona Bailey. We're going absolutely crazy right now. Let me, hold on, wait. Let me add one in there, man. Shout out to the fellas in the chat. Shout out to Shout the fellas in here. Shout out to King Anderson in here. Jonathan Adams in here. 
Diggs in the fingers, whatever, James. Shout out to all the fellas in here that's really getting this side of the game wrapped up. I know we want to get our money right, get our paper right. But we got to go ahead and get this part right, too. This is the family. This is the legacy. Absolutely. Fella. So big shout I want to real quick do one super chat that we had sent over by Tia P. And then I want to go to the second one we have for Lala in just a few. So Lala, hold tight. We're going to get to that question. And Tia P says, when are y'all going on tour? That's a good question. Ty, when are, mm. we, when are we taking this show on the road, man? Look, we're going we gonna to go on tour. When Don't tell them yet. Once we get to 100 members, <laughs> yeah. we'll tell you exactly, exactly. when we're going on tour. We got to get 100 members first. And we're about 10 members away from 15 a night. Let's break a record. We've never had over 12 join, which was last show. So let's get 15 tonight, which I think will be awesome. Shirley, go ahead. Somebody drop some instructions on how to go ahead and join the membership in there. One of our mm. wonderful followers, they're asking how to do it. Y'all let them know, but go ahead. I'm going to drop that in there. Shirley, go ahead with what you had. You, you, you was uh, asking Destiny a question. Oh, no, I was just asking, you know, now has he changed? Has he leveled up in his mentality? Absolutely. And really? I can acknowledge that even throughout our relationship and marriage, there was wow. a evolution taking place. We weren't at the same rate, but I could see the changes. He had, wow. he had become a better man. Good. So I can't discredit who he was as right. a person again. We were two good people, but we weren't good together. We right. weren't great together. Right. So now that we're apart, we're, we're amicable. Like, we have a, a good friendship. We don't I talk would, all the time, but we're... I would like to challenge that, right? Mm-hmm. Only, and not challenge it. Oh, I would like to challenge it for people who are struggling and see this. Mm-hmm. Six years, they've been divorced. Sometimes, right, this is what marriage is. If there's no abuse and all of that, right, it takes time for people to figure out who they are. It takes time for someone to get to the point where they have enough courage to say, I need to try to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know. I'm putting value in this, this, and this, and all of this is crumbling. Why? What mm-hmm. is it about me that is causing this? Right? And so, you know, with our, what we do on our platform, we help people to understand that running is not the best option. You have to understand how you're wired. I bet you they didn't understand how they were wired. Mm. And nobody talked them. Nobody was there to tell Destiny and her ex, hey, this is how you guys are wired. Right? And that's the foundation that we, we um, help people get on the same page with is really understanding wiring. It took double-digit years before Shannon and I understood how we were wired. Mm. And let me, let, let me ask you this here because, man, one of the hardest things I think a man can ever get over is something that Shannon had to get over, mm-hmm. which is knowing and mm-hmm. seeing the thought of his woman being with someone else. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you think about infidelity, right, I know you've seen multiple angles of it. You've mm-hmm. probably, you've worked with couples where a guy was in, oh, you've been in a, you've been in a marriage where mm-hmm. your husband you know, was cheating and you even cheated yourself. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? Like, is it, do you see that it's harder for men to be able to rebound or heal from cheating than it is for women? Because that's, that's, the, that's the, the common consensus out there that men just don't get over cheating, which obviously you're still married, even though you actually went ahead mm-hmm. and had a moment where you cheated in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you find that men struggle more and why do you think so? Absolutely, they struggle more because, listen, women, we take a lot. We take a lot, and a man just feels like she'll always be there. And so 
when it clicks that we're not there, it, 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 it breaks your ego. Like it really does something to your ego. Right. Mm. So, I mean, with Shannon and I, um, I have never seen somebody so broken. I won't cheat because I never want to hurt him that way again. Mm. And there were certain dynamics around. I cheated with a woman. Wow. 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 That's wow. Because I knew the story, but I guess I did not know the story. Wait, so it wasn't the story you told us when you were on the show. That wasn't a man? (laughs) No. Y'all kept saying he, 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 but you see. Oh, what? See, now I know we got to become better, 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 better investigators. So you you were, would you you consider that emotional cheating? I mean, was that, is that the same? Is it the same cheating with the woman? That's an assumption. That's why I'm asking questions. Cheating is cheating. I mean, yeah. But you assumed it was emotional rather than physical. I mean, yeah, but it's not but the same see, physical. But see, it's but see it was <laughs> heavily emotional. Is it? So it that's another question. Emotional. That's exactly. a good question. Yeah, that's, see, that's the question. Hold on, hold on. Heavily emotional. Hold on, that's another question. So, Ty, this is a question for Tyshawn. So, Tyshawn, <laughs> you think that Shirley or a woman cheating with another woman is less cheating than cheating with mm. a man? A lot of men think I, that. I, I don't, wow. I, well, see, here's the thing. I am when there's another man walking on. It's like a man walking onto my property and a woman walking onto my property is different. <laughs> Like at it's the end not of the, an immediate threat. It's not. It's not. It, it's a threat because for sure my woman is going there because there is a lack mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I know it's an issue, mm-hmm. but it's something about somebody, another man, penetrating the womb, the most valuable possession of your woman. Mm-hmm. So there's an emotional and a physical, like betrayal involved in that relationship. Now, if you over there with a woman like getting the emotional needs met, trust me, I know it still hurts because it's like, yo, you leaving me. I don't have the capacity to give you what you need, mm-hmm. especially if I didn't give you the permission to do that. Right. That's not it. <laughs> but, but, but when it comes down to it, I do think it's lesser. It's not, though. It's not, bro. It, yeah. it really I, would, I don't want it for mine. I'm just saying. No, but it's easy to get you over know, mentally. It's harder for me to the image of a man in my mind or mm-hmm. my woman is much tougher for me as a man. I don't know if the other fellas feel that it way. It is for a lot. Of, it is for men. Men do think that way, right? But because Shannon is a very, he's very in tune to his emotions. It probably would have been. It probably would have been better if it was a man. Mm-hmm. For him, for real, for him, it was worse because he knew you are so emotionally gone. Wow. wow. Mm. Right? So he was like, I can't even touch you where a woman can touch you. Mm. Like a man putting his penis, okay, I can do that. I can make you feel good. I made you, I, I've given you 11 orgasms in one night. Well, is that a true story? <laughs> is that true? That was, it, it is true. That, 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 that wasn't a problem in a relationship. But I'm saying, right? So, so well. that emotional piece, man, for women, that's. Mm everything if but you see, got us see, emotionally that's that's almost greater than physical i know for men it's bigger a physical yes. offense is worse but for women emotionally involved yes. and invested is very dangerous but see, you can still dangerous. be emotionally involved with a man that's the thing so like yes you can especially at the oh, place yeah. the neglect you were getting you was going you was looking for emotion anyway mm-hmm. so it just so happened it was a woman mm-hmm. 
Because if a man had presented himself and was able to offer you and potentially fulfill those needs, you would have probably ended up there. It just so happened that it was a woman. Or in your mind, was it also lesser? Probably not, right? When I talked earlier about understanding your predispositions. Yeah. Weed, women, and violence. That's my thing. Mm. You, you want to smoke a lot of weed, like women and your violence? Wanted. Oh, okay, okay. Got right? you. But yes. But yes, okay. Oh, right? women was a vice as well. Women was a vice as well. And I had never been with a woman. Never been until in my marriage. So how wow. you know Wait, so how was it a vice? It was your thoughts? Okay. Yeah. I told you for women, our, wow. everything starts here. We, for what? men, usually you're stimulated from the body. Yeah. For women, if you stimulate our mind, where the mind goes, the body flows, everything. So if you can get into the men, our mental space and that becomes emotional... You got us, hands down. Right, so that's why it's so, man, that's why I said those predispositions will show up in your marriage, right? And, and listen, I share this stuff simply because I need people to understand where I was and mm-hmm. where God has brought me. Mm-hmm. I can look at a beautiful woman and be like, oh, wow, she's beautiful. Just like I, look at, I can look at that picture and be like, oh, man, that's a dope picture. Mm. Thank God. That's mm. why I stay at the cross because I know my weaknesses, Weed, I loved the whole art of weed, just the rolling in the. I, I love it. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. Just, it is what it is. <laughs> but thank God, I no longer am drawn to that anymore. Mm. Fighting, I got kicked That's out of high man. school for fighting. I love fighting. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Love fighting. Would watch all the videos on social media about fighting. He was thuggish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, smoking right? weed to coach. Getting, getting, yeah. so, getting no, ladies. Be But I really want people to connect the dots of wow, it really is. I really need to get to the crust of who I am and how who I am is showing up in my relationship. How long did that take? So, like, because that's the thing, too, man. A lot of people don't really are not patient enough or even have the 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 i don't even want to say the resilience because i do believe we're resilient but it takes so much fortitude to mm-hmm. stick it in there while mm-hmm. all of that is going down and you got to deal with all that pain for all those years and then there's you know a school of thought of why should you do that i'm better all by myself right like mm. i'm i can do bad by myself that's the mindset so for, for you it's like a two-part question one how long did it take you to reach this level of evolution and is it fair that somebody should be in this place or in this state of unhappiness this long to get this development can i not buy a damn course or go on a retreat to get this development to evolve in a different way well marriage is definitely not a destination ty it is a journey i will be growing whoever's married you will be growing you will be healing you will be learning you will be changing until you take your last breath or somebody leave that's just what marriage is, right? Um, so how long, you, you can't, how do you put, how do you quantify that? You can't, right? Um, because I understand that I'm not perfect and Shannon is not perfect and we never will be, there will be challenges. If you're expecting that, just don't get married, just for real, just stay single, right? But. I'm at the point now 
where I understand that my focus is my growth, period. And so as we grow together, see, listen, when you have issues from life and you have issues that you bring into the relationship. Our problem was that we were bringing issues into the relationship, right? You don't have to deal with cheating. You don't have to deal with addictions and all this other stuff. You don't have to. That's what you choose to do. So our thing is, why choose to do that when life is already going to hand you a plate of pure crap that you're going to have to push through? Mm. That is marriage. If you never brought an issue into the relationship, that's a, 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 a big major issue, right? We bump heads, yes. Life is going to bring a big issue. You might have to go bankrupt. You might lose your home. Somebody might get sick. My husband has had cancer, congestive heart failure, and cancer from the year of 2016 to 2021. Mm. That's life, bro. You understand what I'm saying to you? So to think that you're in this thing and there's no challenges, and guess what that did? That brought us closer. That didn't tear us apart. It brought us closer. Why? Because up here has changed. The root of all maladjustment is in the mind. Mm -hmm. My mentor shared that with me. Kwame, Ronnie, Vanderhorst shared that with me double-digit years ago. It's all up here. The root of maladjustment is in the mind. If you can get the mind right, get your mind right, people. Mm. I, I like that, Shirley. Uh, man, y'all drop. So, yo, I want you to drop a yes in the chat. If you want to see Shirley and Shannon on the live, drop a yes in the chat. Because I think the back-to-back -back with y'all is just going crazy. That but real quick, let me announce let me, a couple announcements. Shout out to new members, to Kia Moore and Bobby7. Shout out to yeah, the yeah, Super yeah. Chat, Anitra. We love you. $10 Super Chat, Anitra. We need that, all right? Simply because you guys are amazing and always willing to allow the truth to be exposed from all angles. This panel of queens is awesome. And shout out to Lala Bradford. Lala had a question early, so we're going to mix it up a little bit, guys. We, listen, I want y'all to understand we're opening up the Q&A right now. We're going to continue the conversation. But for the members, we are opening up the Q&A. Members, please post your questions while Tyshawn is, is, is helping out the guests with advanced this conversation. I'm going to be picking out the best questions so we can ask those to the live audience. But real quick, Lala, shout out to you. She says, ladies, I need your thoughts on the man who does and says hurtful things but blames me because of how I respond to it. He told me I need to teach him how to treat me. So I'm, anybody want to step up and, and take this question from Lala? And um, Lala, so Lala, does that mean you're single, by the way? Should we go ahead and send us your profile pic? I'm going to post that for the single men to see that. We can find you somebody to date on here. But no, let us know. Uh oh, you, uh oh, Coriel. Oh, that, no. that one hit a soft spot. No, 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 no. no, no. I think it comes back to the accountability <laughs> thing that we talked about because you're not taking accountability of what you're putting out. You're putting the responsibility on the person who's receiving it. Um, and you can't uh, control how someone's going to receive what you put out. You can only control what you put out. So I think that he's being manipulative. Very. Very much so. Very. I, I got the manipulative vibe too, but I just kind of wanted y'all to say it. But it, that sounds <laughs> yeah. crazy as hell. I Run. think that's manipulative. Yeah. 
just run, man. But see, men, man, we know. Like the thing is, we know when a woman is 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 lusting over us or just you know emotionally moved by us. And the thing is, it's just like, and I I hate to say this because I, I don't want to compare women to kids, right? But I'm just comparing when you have con- control, emotional control over somebody. A lot of times you can. Feel the need, the urge to test the boundaries and just kind of play around a little bit. But you, it's just no reason to do that. So you have to have that emotional control. So when you do have this woman who is committed and being vulnerable and invested into you, that you don't actually take advantage of that by doing very manipulative things. Like I have a question for Lala, though. Yeah, yeah. Because the question, the, the thought that always comes to my mind when I'm like listening to the radio and somebody calls in and they ask these questions I'm looking at you, Lala, because you already knew the answer to that question before you typed it in the chat. Ooh. So my question is always, why are you there? Why are you talking about the fact that you're still there when you know you shouldn't be there anymore? Because you, I think before you ask a question, you have an answer that you want to receive mm-hmm. back, right? So what did you think we were going to say? Because I think you know that you, and, and, you knew and, what we was going to say, but you wanted you keep, confirmation. Yes. And, yeah. and why do you continue to want to believe the fantasy in your head opposed to the truth that he's given you? Like so many of us women hold on to this fantasy of what somebody can be. Versus this the reality. Because we don't want to accept the reality. That's what you think they could be. Mm-hmm. What if they don't, they don't want to be that? Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this though, because it does say I was gonna thoughts ask on a man who does who mm-hmm. does right thoughts on a man who does and say certain hurtful things, but blames you because of how you respond to it. He says I need to teach him how to treat me right. So let me ask you because obviously I do think you are responsible to teach somebody like what your needs are, how you prefer to do things because nobody's gonna be perfect mm-hmm. as they go about you know dealing with you. And I imagine she's still there because there are some good times and some bad times. Mm-hmm. So what's the threshold? Because you just can't run away from people because they're not handling certain situations correctly. So what's the threshold at which, okay, I don't like the way you do this. Let me talk to you because I, I think we should work th- through this or now is just time to run. But she I tried to talk to him, him mm-hmm. right? Because he's telling her, mm-hmm. it sounds like when she attempts to talk to him, he's blaming her for how she reacts versus yeah, exactly. so assuming that's the truth let's assume that assume, yeah I'm, <laughs> how, I'm assuming that she tried to say okay well I didn't like what you did or I didn't like the way you talked to me and he said well you took it the wrong way that in my mind is the scenario so that was her attempt to try to you know get some understanding and he turned it he flipped the script on her I agree mm-hmm. if it's a manipulative situation run and I and I think everything that we're saying is correct that you have to value why am I still here on the flip side of that because again I don't know her tone. I don't know the situation. I don't actually know what her definition of hurtful is, right? We've all experienced hurtful things. I don't know if hurtful might be for her. So again, we would need specifics, details. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm gonna go on a tangent and think that it's the opposite, something different, just to bring perspective. And maybe hurtful is, hey babe, you spending too much money. Hey, I don't like when you, mm-hmm. again, I'm just saying, I'm not, and again, he may very well be manipulative. Again, I've been on both ends of it, so I, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't no, trying you got, to, you know, I ain't trying to take up, but again, it's almost like when they made the assumption of you, like, where I'm going to assume this is what it is. So, what's the, what is the, what is hurtful in her case? What is the situation? And for him, and when he asks, or when he says, show me how to, how do we not know? And again, I'm not, I don't condone manipulation. Y'all, I've been there, done that. But to bring both perspectives to each scenario, 
how do we know if this is someone who may be sincere that's saying, hey, if I'm, if I'm doing it wrong, how am I supposed to do it? So how do we not know that this gentleman, this king may not be sincerely misguided? I'm not saying what he's saying is not hurtful. He right. may very well be hurtful, but maybe he really does not know, like, and we don't make excuses, but again, everybody has a root versus the fruit. So maybe you're talking to her based on your previous relationship, based on your, your social construct, based on your nurture or your nature, whatever, and you sincerely asking, so what, what do you want me to do? Like, what's a better way? So I feel like we got to look at it on both ends, too. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe this may be a sincere king that's like, okay, if I am being hurtful, teach me how to be better. So and what, it may be coming across wrong, though. Well, I, now I want to know, let's talk about the signs of a man to work with and not, just, and not just... Go about dumping away because it's not perfect because it won't be perfect. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know how to say it correctly, but it, maybe he's a good man. But maybe what he's doing may be misguided. But and hurting he just don't you. Know. He might. He might. Because yeah. I know I can be sensitive. If I really love you and I'm really like affection with you, it's easy to hurt my feelings. Now, when I'm just destiny, I'm I'm a very assertive woman. You can It's hard to hurt my feelings. But, but if I, I got a relationship like a, with a, you, a man who loves you is going to be gentle with you. His response to you is not going to be an automatic offense. He's going to want to soften up his approach, I think. So if I, I tell my that. husband, you hurt my feelings when you said that, and he comes right back around and does the same exact thing, I'm going to assume that he did not care that he hurt my feelings because there was no change yeah. behavior. So that would be, That's to answer key, your question of like, behavior. what's the threshold? That to me is is what I'm looking at is the change behavior. Because nobody's perfect. And we're... I learn something new about myself every single day. So I can't imagine that you know everything about me when I don't even know everything about me. So I do think that you have to, you know, allow people the grace and the space to learn how to um, co-mingle, I guess, or how to coexist inside of this relationship. But I think it's the the changed behavior that is like the red yeah. flag. If you are not even willing or you're not even trying, I think we know when you are making an active attempt to, you know, change your behavior but if you're not then um, yes and Destiny made a great point right Lala I would say to you really sit back and see are you being overly sensitive or is he really you know being what it is that you, you like that's your experience like that's a real experience and it's not oh I'm just being overly sensitive and, I, and what makes me think about that is because Shannon is extremely direct and for years, I kept getting my feelings hurt because he's a direct person. And I wanted him to soften the blow of what he was saying. Right. So I had to realize, oh, you're not trying to hurt me. It just so happens that what you're saying hurts me. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so, like you said, she be, could be getting hurt because he's a direct person. And so he says exactly what he means yeah. and he doesn't sugarcoat it. But there's still a way to say it like, babe, you know, hey, I just want to let you know your breath stink. You know, (laughs) you You know what I'm saying? Just let me know what I need to do to help you. Hold on. Hold on. I got something. A good question for you, Shirley. But real quick, shout out to Shannon. Shout out to Marriage Inc. Shirley, we need our shirts because Shannon just sent us over $20 super chat. He says, oh, this. Come on, Shannon. Can we send a love note? He sent the love note. I thought it was a question. He says. (laughs) Thank you, Shirley, for loving me in spite of my imperfections. Um, Thank you for loving me back. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you fellas, for having me back. That's how you do it, it, fellas. That's how you do it. Now listen. <laughs> I love this it, one, babe. this is the thing. I want so so this thing. I was calling our 50 uh supporters that we had. It's over 50 now. I think we almost had 60 today alone, right? I was calling my speaking from my cell phone. And I'm just I'm like, yo, send me any suggestions, send me questions. Cause we want to be aggressive. The whole point of the YouTube membership is for you guys to be able to guide the direction of the channel. So we get yes. new new cameras. We gonna improve the production to where we're putting your we we highlighting your questions on screen, super chats on screen, all getting the best guests, everything. We getting the guests you want, we having the topics you want. Yes. Now I owe y'all because we put some together some very special things and especially these questions but i just so happen to be digging in my text for a second because i want to at least get a couple questions out that was texting me and this one is a big one so fellas i know some of y'all be upset about this one she says she says guidance with how women can have a healthy and productive conversation about erectile dysfunction <laughs> with their man without emasculating him ladies Okay, mm. and making him feel comfortable with talking about it. So, and the thing is, it's a lot of guys that's got the weak knee. Because I know, because I've been talking to the ladies. Mm -hmm. See, sexless marriages, we thought it was like in and out for three years. I know multiple women I spoke to where sexless marriages is five plus years of no mm -hmm. sex with them still being Actively. loyal mm -hmm. and in active sexless marriages. Yeah, mm -hmm. porn. Different addictions, alcohol, all of these things. So, ladies, I'm going to ask you, if your man has the weak meat, how do you discuss this without having him go too crazy about it? Give us Give the Give him script. a gas station pill. Oh, no. The, the, the honey pack. Oh, no. That's, the honey pack. Honestly, that's a question for y'all. slip in this drink? That's a question for that's us. No, make it fun. You know why? Want us to because, right, because, listen... From our experience, it doesn't matter how a woman approaches that particular subject matter. He will always get defensive and want to shut down. A lot of times, they don't even want to talk about it, period. They yeah. won't even give room, space for the conversation. It can be easy to feel emasculated if we oh, approach yeah. that in any way. So I, we would, that's a question that you can educate us yeah. on. Yeah. I would say, you know, when it comes to the conversations of money and sex, whenever you challenge a man in those oh, areas, yeah. mm -hmm. those are going to be the two toughest conversations to have with a man, mm -hmm. money and sex. And even, I think, it's a close third when you start challenging his vision, his plan, mm -hmm. when you feel like it's not, yep. uh, you know, um, enough mm -hmm. for the family or for what you want. Mm -hmm. All of those things are going to be very sensitive topics. So now when it comes to sex, I think the best thing that you can do is approach it and not in a way of criticism, but in a way of curiosity and inspiration. So for I'm example, hey, you know, why hey don't babe, we try something? how about we how about we go about doing this? How what what do you think about this? I want to please you in this way. Let's try this. I'm curious. I've been hearing about this, blah, 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 blah. I think if you approach it in a way that doesn't necessarily attack his lack of performance. Because that's really what is going to really hurt him the most, him having to accept that he's not performing. But you bring it to him as in, let's, here's what we're doing, and let's do this. Time. It's like a bonus. That's the best that, way I think that we can approach it. But you are highlighting his lack of performance. Mm-hmm. Right. You asked me what's the best way. No, no, I, no, no. I would have said the exact same thing that you said. But my point is, is that there's just no way around it. Because you saying, let's try this. He knows it's not going to get up. 
So now it's like, nigga, don't you, I can't, like, what you expect me to do? I can't make, you know what I'm saying? Is there something that can be done? I'm seriously asking. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm seriously the, yeah. wanting to know as well. Because, no, no, no. So, if you guys, and listen, Personally? it's a lot of content on this, y'all. No, look like that? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying because a lot of guys having issues with this. I don't have this problem, thank God, but you need, I mean. Would you go see a professional if you had, because a lot of men, for whatever reason, they just refuse oh, to go yeah, to that's, a doctor. That's to see, that's, and that's the key. It's like. I would most certainly, if I you had would, that situation, okay. God forbid, that I would get help with it. Because, I mean, that's a huge part of the relationship. Right. I mean, a woman wants to show you that she loves and appreciates yeah. you by doing these different things with you. So, But I think we got to do an episode on that because yes. a lot of ladies are having issues with this. Mm-hmm. And I think porn has a big, a, is a big play on it. Porn mm-hmm. is a big play. But when men, when we have these different issues, especially when we're idle, especially when we're not doing as well as we think mm-hmm. we would do, yeah. that little temporary, you know, session can really turn into session upon session upon session but, upon but session. I'm, I'm going to bring another perspective to this because, ladies, what you might think your man has erectile dysfunction, it also could be he just literally lost attraction for you. Mm. Like that's another part of it because I think you can get so deep into this routine of a relationship and you can just establish this and we had we did an episode we're dropping very soon like over time these relationships can literally lose its polarity mm-hmm. it can lose its fire it can lose its desire For and sure. he got erectile dysfunction with you and he probably won't have it if it was another woman that he was attracted to no 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 so I, I'm not I saying, don't, I don't so know I don't think I agree with that think, right but, but, there but, but how do you know because well, she see, does not know because if he this had, I know because <laughs> it's all kind of shapes and sizes of women if a naked ass gets put on my lap no something's gonna happen with it no, i don't no, care no. how long not I've been a woman, woman that you've Listen. been no that's not true bro no, that's not you've true. never been with a woman that long that's right true. That's you've true. never been with that's a woman true. for 10 15 20 years so you don't know that that's that's a very wow. big difference bro. wow the woman <laughs> very who, big difference who um who who makes you feel less than a man who disrespects you who's not mm. loyal to you that ass means who nothing talks crazy to you Bro, no. All you see Trust is the, the scars on it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you burn. don't even see the beauty. The oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think, man, y'all really got me stuck on this one because this one, we have to fix this. And this is a huge issue. Yeah. Now, I also think it's very important to look at kind of how your man operates during this, this day as well. Because the thing is, I think meditation with clearing the mind is very important. Mm-hmm. I think physical exercise for a man is clearly yes. important. I think if a man has community and hobbies, this is very important. Mm-hmm. And if a man is not working, his fingers and hands to the bone is also important. Because I think when and when a man is is idle, I think if a man is idle, He's that's a huge purpose. that's a huge yes, issue, honey. and all of that affects. The, the, the boner situation mm-hmm. so I do think that those things might be a uh, cause for resi- to, to, to resolve before even erectile dysfunction because if your man is not in the gym and he's got his thing is not working then maybe it's time to, to, to work on the health mm-hmm. if your man is still not in the church or he's not getting the spiritual work so I think those things around erectile dysfunction might help but damn I, I think this is one that y'all completely got us on this is a whole episode yeah. yeah so let's let's do it this is. thing let's continue with the questions because the ladies love this one and the ED ED all I see is ED in the comments ED 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 <laughs> alright enough about ED let's continue on with the question and I want to get to two of them Nicole first though because Nicole dropped that super chat and she is a member she's got the double trouble tonight so shout out oh, to Nicole. Nicole for Shirley Damn, this is this is rude, Nicole. Back to her point about working on herself. How can ladies chase the title of Proverbs thirty one 
woman in the culture that promotes the complete opposite. And I when the culture promotes, well, I don't, I don't know Proverbs thirty one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know Proverbs thirty one. Virtuous woman, mm-hmm. oh, right? Oh. Um, that 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 goes. So <clears throat> I didn't chase being a Proverbs thirty one woman, right? I did look at who do I want to be as a, like when I look in the mirror, who am I proud to be? What does that look like, right? So you have to understand what that looks like for you, and that's what I chased. When it came to my marriage, I was focused on understanding what my husband's needs are and what do I need to do to meet those needs. Now, listen, I haven't hit the mark. Shannon and I don't coach couples because we just we've arrived. There is no arriving. Mm. You understand? But we are on a journey on the same road, in the same planet, in the same space of wanting to meet each other's needs. And so we're doing whatever we need to do to do that. For me, that's my Proverbs 31 woman, right? Being, being somebody who um, I'm going to give respect to everybody, right? I used to be the person, and this is just something simple, but in traffic, you stick your middle finger up at me, I'm sticking <laughs> my middle finger up at you. Literally, like two years ago, I was like, Shirley, that's not who you want to be. <laughs> right? So you stick your middle finger up at me. You know what I do? Literally, out loud, I'm like, man, God, please be with them. Like, something's going on that's making their heart just, you know what I'm saying? Right. They just, they're frustrated or something, something's happened. Like, you know what it is. So I, I pray for people. Right? I try to cover people. Right? I'm, I'm the person that I'm going to serve I'm going to love you however I can love you, near or far. I'm going to call and check up on that's who I want to be. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So for me, that's what the Proverbs 31 woman is for me. Okay. Okay. I like that for Nicole. I like that. Ladies, let me ask y'all something because Shirley kind of just, you know, Shirley kind of opened up a can of worms. I'm curious, have you two ladies had any experience with women? No. Okay. No, you say experience with she's women. She's stuttering. Absolutely, she said. <laughs> no, no, I want to be clear on that. When you say experience you, with women, I think coaches. No, so no, I'm, like, I'm making sure we're so experience uh, intimately it's with women. Oh no. Okay, okay. So this one is just for Shirley too. Then I'm gonna double up on Shirley. Then oh, we we'll go back no. to our other ladies. But Shirley, <laughs> yes. In the case a woman, and I, I can't remember who put this out, guys. The chat moves so fast. So throw in the super chat because that literally helps me be able to see your question a lot better. In the case a woman has dated majority women pretty much in their entire life, um, and God has come in and changed some things. So I'm assuming that means now she's with, you know, back to the men mm-hmm. and dating men. Mm-hmm. When do you think and when do you think that information should be disclosed? Oh, when you got, she's dating? Yes, now she's actively dating men, formerly had sounds like it's at least almost exclusively have been dating women yes when you are when you find somebody that you think okay i want to spend my life with this person it needs to be disclosed early on Mm. because you don't want all these feelings to come into play and then you tell him and he's like why didn't you like why didn't you tell me this Right, you want to give the person the opportunity to make a very intentional decision. They can't do that without the truth. Mm. They just can't. So you find somebody who you're serious about before you guys get deep. Yeah. And you, yes. 
Mm. Well, shout out to you that um, the Lord has brought you back to that rod and staff. <laughs> right. She's back. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. She's back. She's and back. We, wow. actually, we got another Bro. one in here. We got what? another one in here. Shout out to JJ in here. She gave me some tips, y'all. She said, you got to incorporate that tantric Kama Sutra while you work on the performance. If he still sees you receiving pleasure, he may not feel as bad about the in-out performance. Okay? Oh, my goodness. So, so JJ know that Karma Sutra. The tantric. JJ, tantric Kama go Sutra. ahead and drop your number in the chat so I can give you a call tonight. <laughs> I am single, JJ. Hey, big shout out. Big shout out. I want to ask this too here. Um, as, we, as we transition, as we transition, because this is one, we kind of hit on these different parts of abuse. Coriel, you said this, and I don't want to leave this here because we've never really talked about this. You talked about physical abuse. Mm. And I, I know it's common. I know it's probably even some ladies in the chat that experienced it to help. I mean, look, it's probably some fellas in the chat that experienced it. So when it comes to physical abuse in a relationship, I want to kind of get an idea of how that happened mm-hmm. because I know, again, like people who are typically, because the guy you, you talked about, basic manipulation, mm-hmm. these, these guys are really low-key intelligent about how they bring these things upon you. They're never going to be abusive on the first date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It happens gradually. So if you can kind of walk me through when it happened and also why you stayed through the first experience, like what your mindset was at that point. Um, just, just, just kind of take me there. Yeah, so I think the first, um, the first experience wasn't physical. It was just the, again, it was just like the look. And I wouldn't say that that was abuse. Obviously, he didn't do anything. I just remember, you know, like noticing that something was off. Um, but he really, the physical came as a result of me not being responsive to whatever he wanted me to be responsive to. So how you said you, you know, you ended up being nonchalant, I am very naturally nonchalant. Like, that is me. I'm not trying to be nonchalant. I just, that's me. So he would go out of his way to get a reaction out of me, and I did not give him one. And so that would, you know, make him even more upset. And so it would turn into, you know, him pushing me out of the way. Or, you know, if he's in my face and he wants me to argue back, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do that. Surely, that's that Shirley thing. Shirley gonna get with you. I'm not getting with you. I'm just, I'm gonna disconnect. I'm gonna remove myself. And so that would make him even more upset that I was not meeting him, you know, I wasn't there for the fight. So he would, you know, do small things to, you know, show me his strength or try to intimidate me, which I mm. never really felt like in fear, but he would do all of the threats. You know, he would make all of the threats. He would, um, all of the classic things that you've seen on TV, the, you know, I'm going to take us both out of here. You know, if I can't have wow. it, you know, very to the extreme. But again, oh, wow. when you people think if you are not like knocked down, drag out, dragging me across the floor, you don't really have nothing to complain about. Right. But it was so much emotional, you know, just trying to do whatever he could. I really think he was just, you know, grasping for straws. Like, how can I get this girl to do what I want her to do by any means necessary? So if, you know, one time it was, he came home really, really late. You know, I had been calling him to see, I was, you know, worried about him because it was really, really late. He came home and he said that he had got shot at. His car had got shot up. And now in this 
scenario, I probably did go a little beyond with my nonchalantness because, you know, if someone you're engaged to gets shot at, you should show some concern for that, right? Right. right. But I felt like you're lying. Like, you're just saying that because it's late as hell. You should have been here. You just lying. So I, you know, stayed asleep. And so he literally, like, pushed the mattress off the bed while I'm on the bed Oh, that's Sleep. definitely abuse. So it's, it's, wow. it was like those things where he wasn't black in my eye, but it was right. so many small things that added up to like, girl, stop playing. What are you doing? But again, it wasn't until I said it out loud and told somebody these crazy things. Because if you call somebody up and tell them those crazy things, right. that's embarrassing. You're not yeah, going to do that. Super embarrassing. Super so embarrassing. Where should ladies get counsel from? Like, where, like who, who in a lady's life should they be looking at to get relationship counsel from? I think that you, so not even necessarily just relationship counsel, but I think you have to have a safe space, at least one person, whoever that one person might be that you feel like is not going to judge you because that really is what it is. It's, we don't want to deal with the judge. We already judging ourselves. So I don't want you to judge me on top of what I'm already doing over here. You're making it worse. So I think a lot of times the people who know us the most are the last people we're going to turn to because we care so much about what you think about us. We don't want to, we don't want to disappoint you we don't want you to know you know what we've been putting up with so i think finding a safe space that is a stranger okay someone that yeah mm -hmm. to add to what um sis said we always tell people to have three people in your life have a mentee your peer and a mentor Mm. have a mentor so that like what she said a safe space who who's wiser than you who who is is stable and has stability, right? Um, and you can go to them, and they can guide you in the right direction. Your peers—that's where you just—that's your venting, right? Mm-hmm. But healthy in a way where they're not going to be like, "Oh, you need to," you know. They're going to be honest with you. If you mm-hmm. need to leave, they'll tell you, you need to leave. If you need to stay, they'll tell you, you need to stay. And then a mentee, because that holds you accountable, right? holds you accountable, and you're giving back. You're pouring into somebody else. And so when we pour into other people, it's always on our mind, dang, I can't lie. Right? Like, I, it, it, that's, and that's the thing that people love about us. It's like, we put it out there. This is what we've done. This is what we're doing. And the mentees, they're like, okay, like you keeping it a buck. And so you can help me to get to the next level. They listen, when I pour into people, that's what helps me to just stay so focused because it's they are my accountability. Let me let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. with those three people, with when it comes to a married woman, a woman in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. is there any room for her to receive counsel from single friends? Hmm. Personally, and listen, no shade to single. I know so many wise, single people. Like, man, wise. But you can't tell me how to be a wife. You can give me certain principles, but you don't even know how to put them in play because you haven't been challenged in that area. So, no, it's not possible. Unless she's been previously married. Right. Unless she's been previously married. But even then with that, like, I've been previously married, but I'm careful with how I, like... But you have, you have your experience is valuable. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But the, 
the issue I run to with people who sometimes people are looking for a way out of their marriage, mm-hmm. they tend to go to the person who got out of theirs. So they'll so they'll so come true. to me with so the because they assume because you're divorced you're gonna you'll help tell me. you're, you're gonna, gonna give them the me again people and they're always shocked when I'm like yep. absolutely not I right. would never because they assume right. oh because you are I've even had women get mad at me or they even reach out later and say hey you know I held a grudge because you got out of your marriage and you're successful mm. now and I'm like right. I would have never chosen that I would have never chosen to be divorced right. I, I was created to be a wife I am to help me like I would never choose to get divorced right but I made the best of I use it to build to heal right. and to now help other women in their confidence and in their self-esteem right. with making better choices so that's not that's not a brag right. yeah I'm, I'm, that's not a brag right. nobody so, says hey I'm exactly. gonna get married to get divorced I don't give marriage advice period but when they come to me and they're asking me something I'm never leaning them towards divorce mm-hmm. like if you come to me you're gonna get the exact opposite if mm-hmm. you can work it out fix it fix if you it, can yeah. handle it fix it but they assume oh it's destiny out here she getting an empowered woman uh no child because I'm I'll be married a second time I'm, I don't I don't <laughs> absolutely not and people assume especially the whole don't get me started on this but the whole women empowerment movement sometimes has led us to be misguided as women to think independent out the songs we sing it's literally we we the women empowerment movement has definitely hurt our Killing culture us, because it's it's veered off from something oh it was never meant gosh. to be empowerment means to authorize permission to grant power permission to we've taken our power and we've misused it yes. so i don't need a man i'm miss independent i make right. this money if he ain't got nothing to and, I, and again, I, people will attack me for saying that. That's fine. I don't care. But as a woman, we were created to be help me. It doesn't mean yes. we can't be independent and have something for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we've allowed that to pull us away from the the, the structure and the infrastructure of the home, the mm-hmm. family unit. Yes. Needing a man. Yes, I don't need a man. And I get what we're saying, but we took that too far. We took it we too took far. We took it too far. You don't need a man as in you don't need a man to, you know, maybe validate or whatever. Right. But you, we, we were made to be in community. Yes. Yes. We were made to be interdependent, yes. not independent. Yes. And I have to take, again, accountability because in my in my earlier years coming out with my brand and my business, I felt like I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to prove I'm not just a pretty face. I'm not just getting by on my looks. and men. Like I felt like I had to prove, like, no, Destin, you're independent. You can do this. Mm-hmm. But as I began to gain wisdom and realize this, and you don't have anything to prove. Mm-hmm. If, if men want to help you and their heart is pure, their mold is pure, let them help you. If people mm-hmm. want to do this, let them help you. But we've allowed the women empowerment movement to take us somewhere it was never designed yeah. to take us. Well, and I now agree. we're having these conversations about how to get a man, how to get a high value man, do this, do that. Oh, and if you, I teach women, if you tap into <clears> the <throat> essence of who you are as a queen, we are so powerful. Mm-hmm. When we walk in rooms, we we captivate and we entrance with our presence. Not what you're wearing, not none of that. It's the hidden man, that hidden woman, the character we're talking about, the core, the core values. Those things radiate. Mm-hmm. You never have to open up your mouth and say a word. But we don't teach that in a woman empowerment movement. We teach it just based on, girl, get your bag. Yes. And again, as a single woman divorced, I did learn to travel by myself, mm-hmm. get to love me, take myself to dinner, mm-hmm. take myself to nice restaurants, nice trips. Yes, but that was to make sure Destiny could heal who she was, knew who she was. So now when she comes into a relationship again, she has more to bring to the table as well. And as we increase in our value, our prospects increase. Mm -hmm. We attract a a higher level and a higher caliber. So all this advice, you want a high value man, do this, do that. You don't have to do any of that. I know they're going to tag me. I don't care. You know, you're single. 
not I'm single because I haven't chosen. Not single because I can't. There's yeah, a difference. Let them right? So I'm gonna go ahead and demand. Destiny is firing. Destiny is firing right now. I need men. She just represented for the men for showing this one. Men, I need somebody to drop a fifty dollars super chat <laughs> just to show appreciation. And I need all Destiny. the women to say I need a man in the chat. Drop if you want to, I see you don't have that one person gonna say nah because I don't need it. That's no, fine. But, but, that, but who, who else for? It was for who understood? Understood. If you heard the heart. Of what I'm saying, you understand what I'm really trying and, to say. And listen, for those who who think that they don't need a man, you're only protecting your heart. That's why they say that, mm. right? Because they rather protect their heart than have the courage to love and possibly get hurt. And that's yeah. just the reality. Because there are many great men out there, and I think we discredit the dating pool. Maybe that's just it the is. end we're swimming in or where no, we're yeah, in. I but I, I, I meet many from, amazing kings, and I can't even. Uh, yeah, my absolutely. experience has not been men is this, all men. That hasn't been my experience. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been. Are there people who are that way? Yes. Mm-hmm. But again, as the light attracts bugs, too. So you're going to attract some bugs here and there. Mm-hmm. But when you know who you are, what you want, your standards, and you continue to grow and evolve as a woman, mm-hmm. again, who you attract begins to increase. Mm-hmm. So that's when we work absolute, on that, yeah. it'll eliminate some of the problems we have. Yo, that's, that's an absolute fact. And for the young ladies that's too far gone, we actually, me and Tyshawn actually right now negotiating with an exorcist. We're going to get an exorcist <laughs> to get those demons and that masculinity up out. Now listen, real quick, real quick. I'm joking with y'all, but real quick. We actually had a super chat. Shout out to W-I-F-E. That's wifey right there. Shout out to her. Wifey. She says, thank you all. Thank you, Shirley. I've been waiting to find a person who can answer that question for seven years. Strong. Shirley, you breaking the freaking heat today. I think this is crazy. But Coriel, man, Coriel, listen. The chat right, is not going to let you slide on this one, Coriel. They're not going to let you slide. Cause because I, cause I didn't ask that man about him getting shot at. That man did not get shot at, y'all. Listen, listen, that man did listen. not get shot at. He was lying. Shout out to Shannon for keeping it real and being engaged for Marriage Inc. TV. He says, Coriel, your lack of response to him getting shot was abusive as well. Had that been the first time that he told a lie like that, then possibly. Okay, well, let's talk about that because I got some guy friends, you know what I mean? And they in, in the dating market mm-hmm. And, and, and some of them in some serious relationships. Now, I've heard some things that the things that the women are not doing and the things that the women are doing that I thought, honestly, now that I think about it, I do consider it an abuse. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets sick or he's in the hospital or something's going on with a woman just not showing up. Oh, man. Or, or, or yeah, he's requesting that the woman participate in some kind of family engagement and the woman just acting like she don't want to be around. So let me ask you this for, for the men, because I want to protect the ladies but also want to protect the men so what are some things from you guys perspective that women do sometimes to show a level of nonchalantness or or mal care or just abuse from a woman what does abuse look like from a woman i think it's a lot of manipulation as well i think Mm -hmm. it's um Mm -hmm. almost uh like setting your man up to get what you want. You know, it's manipulating the situation. It's asking a question in a certain way to force you to do what I really want you to do. It is um, pure manipulation. That's the best way Mm. that I could Being dismissive. Man, that's so emotionally abusive. That's a good one. Give me an example of that, by the way. Give me an example of being dismissive. Um, You could say something to me and... 
Um, you, you share share something that's important to you, and my response is um, really just basic. Like I'm not I'm not asking you questions about it. Mm. I'm not inquiring like anything about it. Like you literally opened up, and I was like, oh, okay, and I'm I'm just over here doing whatever I'm doing. Mm. Just it's it's not important to me. Is, mm. is that is that manipulation or, or just pure negligence? Negligence is it's negligence. I mean, it's it's dismissive. Is you tell me this is what I need and I keep doing what I want to do. Shannon and I have what we call the burger syndrome, right? Um, early in our marriage, like year two or three, because um, we were living in Philly at this time, and he asked me to go get a burger. Like, literally, asked me to stop. <laughs> I was on my way home. He asked me to stop to get a burger from McDonald's. Well, I had passed McDonald's, and I was like, uh, well, I'll just go to Burger King because I'm going to pass Burger King instead of turning around and going back. So when I came back, I mean, he was pissed. I kept saying, a burger is just a burger. Mm. That's being dismissive. And then mm-hmm. That's a good that one. translated into how I was as a wife. And so we have mm. what we literally call the burger syndrome. A burger is like you don't take what burger. I'm going to give you versus what you right. ask Because I'm like, it has meat, it has bread, it has That's the ketchup, I, it has That's mustard. not what I asked for. Why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. Why are you making a big deal about it? And that's what I would say to Shannon when he'd share his heart to me. Yeah. Like, why are you tripping? Why are you making that's that a bit? Good. That's dismissive. That's negligent. I think it's women. Mm. Um, and again, I'm, I know I'm when people assume, again, because I help women, I coach them, that I'm always just pro-women, anti-men. Absolutely <laughs> not. So for me, I can honestly say, even as, as a woman, being raised how I was raised, my social construct, just my upbringing, nurture and nature, I can say that women, we're taught how to cook, how to clean. From childhood, we're taught how to be a wife, prepare to be a wife, right? How to take care of a man in every aspect. But we're not always taught how to care for a man emotionally. Not at all. We're taught how to give him what he needs as far as give him sex, mm-hmm. you know, be a good wife, cook, clean, even be submissive. Like we're taught those things, but we're, and again, this is going to open up a can of worms. I know people are going <laughs> to, I know the women going to get mad at me, but I'm going to tell you anyway, sis, because I'm, I'm going to tell you. And I I don't condone cheating at all. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that at all. Mm -hmm. But I also can see how doors are are open. I don't know what might say. We like to make excuses for the man. I'm not, but it is what it is. Sound bites, whatever. But we can become so wrapped up in making sure and again we're doing the right thing making sure we're we're you know we're 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 cleaning we're cooking we're we're somebody come home to where all these things on the outside that we're taught to be as women but again we we don't understand how a man communicates his love language as far as when he's not speaking we don't know sometimes and we're not taught we don't know mm-hmm. how to cater to a man emotionally so whereas you say you were dismissive of him in his thoughts and his feelings about a burger we're not taught to be to be acknowledging of that we're not taught to be able to because we assume men are they supposed to be strong they supposed to be bold they supposed to be assertive you know they supposed to be an alpha male he he ain't supposed to have feelings you soft you this you that so we're not taught how to cater to that level of their emotions which is why i see the door open for a lot of infidelity in relationships sometimes mm-hmm. i see the man that'll go for the woman they'll say she wasn't even as cute how you gonna cheat down but that woman she knew how to make she, him feel like a man right. 
without right. ever touching him. The, the work right. wife. She knew how to That's how right. to say, oh, I just thank you for helping me fix this. She knew how to make him feel like a man. Whereas mm. when he come home, yeah, you cook, you clean, you love him, you gave him children. Yes, sis, you did what you were supposed to do. But we didn't. We were missing that component of, okay, he still didn't feel like a man. He didn't feel needed. That soft space. He See, didn't the, feel valuable. The culture calls that an insecure man. Like, we throw the word insecure around Bro, so we loosely. Do. Well, we, we don't understand, we label. Yes. Yes. So wow. We assume he's insecure because we haven't learned his language of love. Not just the love languages, words, Afro, not just that, but as a man, he wants to feel like a man in every way. I don't care if I, don't care if I open your baby, can you open this jar for me? Like, I'm going to make you feel important. Even if I know you are, I have to show that to you. And not always, you didn't take out the trash today. You always, and then those absolutes we talk about, you always this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. that. Like, we don't think of those things, right? So, again, as women, we have to be able to look at every aspect. Now, some men are just dolls. It is what it is. We're not talking about them, sis. Mm -hmm. We ain't talking about them. We're talking about men who are good men, who may go astray, who may do things. We have to, again, again, look at, okay, Des, okay, you. What is the way that I communicate to him where I'm not just giving him what's expected as a woman, the cooking, the cleaning, the sex, all of this. But am I catering to the innermost parts of that man? He got feelings, too. He got emotions, too. Am I taking the time to get to learn that? And as women, we're just not taught that. We don't know. No well, one you, you, you brought up that. a really good mm-hmm. point. I want to ask this. Mm-hmm. I want to ask this because you said something. I want to just from the table. I want to know. Get, your, get the consensus here. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that really good men can cheat. Yes. Yes. I would agree with Pants that. Pants down. I would agree because I know oh, so. We got, we, 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 we got like a little sideways head turn. And I know we're going to assume that now. Really good men can cheat. I wow. agree with it's, it, it, Listen. I'm dropping first off. That's it's the poll. I'm dropping that poll. That's going to be controversial. But the, the good men who do cheat, they know. <laughs> they agree. The good men who have cheated. And they, and they make the correction. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping a poll. Mm. Can good men cheat? Like, that's how you know he's a good man. He makes the correction. He makes the correction. Mm. Now, does it right. mean all good men cheat? No, we're not speaking right. absolutes. You said, can, can they? Good- Listen closely before y'all attack the comments. Can <laughs> they? We all have the capacity to do anything. Always are never say what you won't do. Mm. It's mm. easy to say that. I, I'm, of course, we'll say, I'll never murder somebody. I get that. But... Dr. Maya, the late Dr. Maya Angel, rest her soul. She had a saying by this uh, Roman playwright called Terrence, homo sum homani me in alien amputo, meaning I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. Meaning the same thing that someone has capacity to do because you are human, you never know what you're going to do. You never know what you can do when you put in certain really situations. Don't. And it sounds good to say I would never do that. Mm-hmm. I've had to, yeah. I've been humbled many seasons in my life. And again, I don't know each person. You may be that person who can say I would never. Mm-hmm. My desire is to never, but you never know where, what, what road life will take you down and from experiences. When you get yourself in situations, sometimes you can do, become things that you never imagined. Mm-hmm. And you look at yourself like, who am I? This isn't even me. So when you mm. ask, can a good man cheat? Yes, so I you, believe so you can. can. You can cheat too? Can I cheat? Yeah. I have the capacity to cheat. Absolutely. It's, I, it's, yeah, I am human. It's in me. Will I, will I act on it? I don't intend to, no. You don't intend to. But, but is it inside of me? I'll be lying if I say I just wanted to hear the realness. Absolutely. I, I just wanted you to keep it real over there. That's where there's a difference between because a cheater. Because if Idris was not married, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between hey, a cheater and, and, and someone who cheats. Mm-hmm. That's, say that's, that's, one more time. There's a time. difference between a cheater. If you're a cheater, you, serial cheater, mm-hmm. you're, this is what you do. Yeah. Or someone that cheats. 
right? That's why a good man can't cheat. You know, when, when, you were, when you were speaking, you know, my mentor told me some things are caught and some things are it's taught, taught mm-hmm. right? And we're not taught how to be submissive. We're told how to be sus- submissive. And that's the problem in, relate- in, 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 in getting mm. into marriages and why so many people are opposed to marriage because they don't understand what it means to be a helpmeet. They don't want to don't understand what it means to lead a family as a man. And they don't understand that submission, it is universal. Mm. I submit to you. You submit to me. It's not just me. The Bible woman submitting yourself, it says to, your submit yourself to your submit wife. One to another. You understand? But it, it's just, man, this whole Feminism, I'm telling you, I can't stand it. It's ruining yeah. our community. And listen, I know y'all gonna drag me, but guess what? I don't care because I be know who I am. I like trust and know me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, we going crazy right now. I just dropped that poll. We got over 470 people two hours in right now. Over 470 people. We've got 10 members that have joined so far. So just five more. And we hit our 15 member goal for tonight. And um, shout out to Miss Webb. Miss Webb says, I am finally a member. I love you guys. No, Miss Webb. We love you. Yes. <laughs> That's I, a fact. I, I, I will say this, though, just, just so we clear. Yes, ladies. The consensus is that a good man can cheat, but just so we clear, a good woman never cheats. All right? <laughs> so, just so know, a good woman never, ever cheats. Wrong. So don't y'all think about it, ladies. <laughs> no, that's that's good. No, this is really good, man. I, I appreciate you also giving me your testimony on, on, on um, physical abuse. That's all, by the way, we be going into some deep directions here, but that's actually how we actually got to that point. And I want to let y'all know too, ladies, like the, one of the biggest things y'all should not be overlooking when it comes to dealing with a man, especially the future leader of your household, your family, your legacy. One important trait I don't really hear, you probably won't even hear in the top five or 10 qualities of a leader, leader but it is poise. Mm. It's literally how this person handles a storm, mm-hmm. how Absolutely. this person handles emotional rapture, mm-hmm. how this person handles obstacles, yeah. all of those different things. How do they stand in that? And, you know, I think it's so important that the downfall of poise is that sometimes as men, we can numb ourselves mm-hmm. just so we can think so well, mm. because it's that important. It's that important as a leader, but the best of men are still able to feel their emotion but not be emotional and let the emotion take them. But ladies, do not be dealing with these air punching grown men, <laughs> okay? And these men that's clearly, clearly erratic because that's a huge red flag. And I mean, that's just, man, you're right. If I find out my little sister, ooh, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. And it's so, interesting you talked about poise, right? Because sometimes women will look at that as weakness. Like they want the rah rah rah. That I mean, we is just so saw that story true. of the guy who went into the corner store to defend his girl and ended up getting killed. It's like, why would you send your? I've Come had this conversation with my husband. You don't too. have to defend me against anything yeah. to that extent. It's yeah. not worth it. I'd rather go home yeah. with you. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Yeah. 
So real quick, guys, I want everybody, I just dropped the Instagram for all three of these, these beautiful young ladies. So go ahead and make sure you follow them on Instagram now. Um, I wanted to, to lay this out there because on the last show, we actually had, I believe it was Shannon, actually. I believe he said, uh, he spoke about making sure that you your values align. I think uh, Chris Crump did as well. I think all the men pretty much agreed on that. Mm -hmm. Making sure before a woman moves forward with a man and, and vice versa, that the values align. Mm -hmm. The question that I actually had from one of our YouTube members as we spoke on the phone, she said she thought that was great counsel, by the way. But she says, if what if you're in a situation now where you realize the values don't quite align, what do you do? Mm. Mm. That's, that's tough, right? Um, it's tough on one hand because you want to do something about it, right? So... Shannon and I, our values did not align spiritually. And that's why when we say, how long do you wait? I waited 26 years before we got on the same, we in our 26th year, before we got on the same page spiritually. And he figured out how he could lead me. I always wanted to be led. Um, I wasn't a PK kid, but I grew up, my father leading my family to worship every week. Right. So I saw certain things and I knew that that's what I wanted. Um, now, there are so many other wonderful qualities about Shannon that I'm not about to leave my marriage because of that. I literally had to give it to God because when I kept trying to change him, all it did was just put a wedge in between us. Mm. And it caused me to have a, a level of disrespect for him because there was something that I needed and he wasn't meeting that need. I had to change my perspective. And my perspective was where I am and where he is, I have to respect where he is. And I can no longer push what it is that I want. Literally, I gave it to God. 26 years. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that we were unhappy. Right? That just means that I knew that I had to do worship my way and allow him to do worship his way. Mm. And all these other areas, like, why am I going to throw away these 10 areas? Because in this just, you know, because this one area is not hitting right. Right. That's marriage, y'all. You're not going to always be on the same page. And you're learning and you're growing and you're figuring things out. It clicked for Shannon, not because of anything that I said. You understand? God will bring yeah. people in our lives to help things click that our spouse couldn't get to click. You got to trust the process. I feel it. Get that poll popping, Ryan. What we got on that poll over so there? So I'm going to go ahead and close out the poll real quick. Can good men cheat? And surprisingly, 106 votes. 71% of the 106 people said, sure, good mm. men can cheat. We got some last-minute votes coming in. You're trying to change your mind, but no. I'm ending that poll. Good men can cheat. It's official. I think that's a good shirt. Wouldn't that be a good shirt? <laughs> good <laughs> man can cheat. <laughs> and just so y'all know, I see y'all in here talking. No, I do not cheat, okay? <laughs> I'm a faithful man, okay? Just so we clear about that. And I want y'all to go ahead, because we about to close this thing out, y'all. So y'all need to go ahead 
and drop y'all super chats. Get your questions in for these amazing women on the platform here. These like get these, these your wives questions now. They gotta go home. In. Yes, <laughs> right. they need to go back <laughs> home. And manifesting the material world. Come on now. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Speaking into it existence. Is. Let's. Let, let, I want to. I want to ask you this here. Let's go. Let's go to the solutions now. Mm-hmm. Because you was in a place in your marriage where it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Y'all experienced a whole lot of turmoil. Mm-hmm. Even with you leaving to go experience another person to go be fed, you still made the decision to stay in your marriage. You never filed for divorce. You hung in there. Why is that? Like what, what made you say with all of this going on that y'all went through, I'm not filing. I'm not going to leave this thing. I want to stick it out. Well, it wasn't that. It wasn't always, I'm not filing. I'm not leaving this thing. I want to stick it out. For years, right, there were moments, right? Listen, we had, we had, good, we had good moments in all the pain. We still had wonderful moments, right? But at the times where I was hurting and I didn't want the marriage, I was either too broke um, or I thought about my kids. Um, I didn't want to be a single mom. I was afraid. Like there were always reasons along the way, right? So it wasn't just, oh, I'm sticking in here. We're going it, to, it, it was not that because I was not doing something to help um, get my marriage in a healthy space. Mm. You understand? So it just what I mean, it just, you know, it came, Shannon found out that I had an affair um, and we spent like, you know, a year, year and a half just struggling, trying to figure it out. And then we said either we're going to piss or get off the pot. Mm. And we knew that we just were two amazing human beings who just have not done the work. And so we both decided that we were going to do the work. And, and what- there were challenges after that, you know, but I mean, not anything like that, but there were challenges you know, and we just, man, we just worked through it, bro. I want to know what that looks like. Because there's people on here well, probably in that very mm-hmm. same situation mm-hmm. that I want to know. They probably literally on the rocks right now with wanting, not knowing if they should just go ahead and cut this thing off in this marriage, which probably would mm-hmm. affect the kids, their yes, relatives, Lord, their yeah. workplaces, just so much. So they're in this place right now. What are the action steps to save the marriage. What does that look like? So the first thing is um, taking accountability, right? So I had to literally look in the mirror and see who I was, and I had to accept that. Then I had to do the work to change. I had to stop looking to Shannon. That is one of the hardest aspects of healing, is not looking to your partner for anything, having no expectations, mm. right? And in, in not having expectations, I knew, right, that he wanted to be a good man for me. He wanted to be a good husband. That didn't take away my fears of, you know, listen, once somebody cheats, right, there are fears there. There are challenges. You see them looking at their phone and you're like, mm, who are you talking to? They're going out the house and you're like, mm, I wonder where you're going. <laughs> like, it's so many dynamics, mm. right? So I had to get control over my thoughts. I had to. I c- and I couldn't do it without God, hands down. Your foundation, 
right? My foundation is God. In my flesh, my flesh is wicked, bro. I cannot lean to my own understanding or else I could never be the wife that I am to Shannon because I would definitely want to retaliate and do a tit for tat and we going back and forth. Mm. I had to find something that was greater than me yeah. and lean on that. So you, got, you have to take accountability. You have to humble yourself, go to your partner, say, hey, these are the areas that I'm struggling in. This is what I've done wrong. I apologize. Please forgive me. I know it may take some time, right? Like I had to say, babe, you cheated, and I understand why you would cheat. Mm. Man, I just created a hella environment for that man. His heart was not safe with me, y'all. And I had to own it. So that's just some of the things that. That's good. I'm not gonna lie, a woman says that. That's a hell of a conversation starter. <laughs> And like, right. no, really, like, because when you talk about creating it, we talked about that before, creating a safe space. Mm-hmm. Accountability is a really huge way to do that. That's Absolutely. a really good way to pop mm-hmm. off a safe space. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Like, let me talk about what I did here. That's it, bro. And like, that's that's a really good entryway to get somebody to drop their guard down and open up, especially previously when they have put the I mean, have went even to the point of running away from you. Can I tell you, we've had couple, we've had husbands, specifically husbands, who would not come to coaching. I said, this is what I want you to say to your husband. I want you to say, babe, I have realized I have been a horrible, horrible wife. Wow. And I want us to go <laughs> to coaching. I want us to go to coaching so I can see how I can be better for you. That's good. He walked his butt right through the door. That accountability is life changing. And I don't know why we just think it's so painful just to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, I'm jacked up. <laughs> like, for real, I'm jacked up. You understand? Man, I love it. And then the wow. way in which you as like you're saying as a woman to say that in the way in which we communicate things matters to a man, too. We can say oh, yeah. all the right things, but all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Like I can be 100 percent right. But when I come to you with it, the level of arrogance or the level of, you know, sarcasm. And again, I've been guilty. I've been a sarcastic person before. So I've had to humble myself and say, Des, you said the right thing, but the wrong way. Proverbs 11, 22 says, as a gold ring is in the nose of a pig, so is a beautiful woman that lacks discretion. So you can be as beautiful as you want, know all the right things, but you have no discretion, no (laughs) wisdom. It's a waste. It's a waste. Like, what does it look like being beautiful, but you, every time you open up your mouth, you... You, we talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. She knew how to build her house. Mm-hmm. She knew how to build up her home. Mm-hmm. So we have to even learn as women, again, accountability. We may say that they may be wrong technically, but when we fight their fire with our arrogance or with yeah. our our condescension, right? Yeah. And I, again, Destiny had to check Destiny. You, Yeah, you're right, sis. You, you smart. You know what you're talking about. But the way that you delivered it, did you li- deliver it in a way that he felt safe? Because now you came across combative. So even though you was right, he now feel challenged. So even if you're right, he not finna admit that. He's finna combat you with the same level of aggression you've given him. And a lot of times when we don't wanna, you know, fall back because we feel like we're losing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not fair, I'm right. So I'm not finna back down, I'm not finna. But if you if we change even our, and I guess, yes, there are some, well, I tried, it didn't work. We're not talking about him, it just didn't work with him. Right. But for the most part, when we're able to just 
humble ourselves. And I know people now you don't like saying humble either because now humble has that's a, a that's a trigger every word time. Now. Everything yeah. is triggered. Humble submits everything. everything. So I'm gonna say what I gotta say. You take it how you want to take it. <laughs> if you hear the heart of what I'm saying, then you understand what I'm really saying. But we have to be be okay with humbling ourselves. And I had to do the just even recently. Like I feel like I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to talk like this. I should be able to say it how I want to say it and you still respect me. But the truth is I can't. It yeah. is what it is. It yeah. doesn't make it right. It makes it reality. Yeah. So if I want to get the results I want to get out of any man without using manipulation, I have to do it the right way. I have to present. And as a woman, again, a wise woman builds her house. If you know how to say something mm-hmm. and how to do it in such a way using your, your feminine energy. You ain't got to use feminine you are, you are a woman. We're feminine. We were made that way. We don't have to try to tap into it. It comes natural. When you're in tune with who you are as a woman, it comes natural. Mm-hmm. So when I speak, my words are soft. When I speak, my words are going to come across something that's hard. A soft answer turns away wrath. So if I say it in a soft way or in a way that he can receive it, it can be something hard. But dang, the way she said it, though, just dang, you get anything you want out of me. And a lot of times we don't want to do that because we feel like we're losing. Or it's like, I've yeah. been doing this and I ain't getting yeah. results, so I'm finna try a different approach now. And again, with some people, it doesn't work. I get it. But for the most part, if we practice that and it become genuine and authentic, we'll get better results out of any man. I don't care how <laughs> high value he is. I don't care how, if you know how to talk to a man as a woman and we can, again, let go of our women empowerment, boss chick, I'm finna talk to you any kind of way because I make the money. I can do that. I miss INDP. We're going to lose every time. <laughs> every time. So until we can mm-hmm. have that conversation, humble ourselves and be okay mm-hmm. with, I can be a woman, I can still get everything that mm-hmm. I want without manipulating you mm-hmm. and without having to prove, you know. We don't got to do all that, sis. Just And listen, easy. You if you to. have boys as sons, if you have sons, you got to leg up on how to treat a man. Mm. Right? Because I used to be like, Oh, wow. you a grown ass man. I don't need because my husband would say if you treated me like you treated our sons, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have. Mm. And I would say you a grown ass man. I wouldn't. Why would I treat you the way I treat them? We should treat them exactly how we treat our sons. Look at good. I'm talking about good mothers, not yeah. the mothers who's cussing their sons out. Wow. Does that means you cussing your man out. It's all day affirmations. It's, yeah, it's- I am affirming my sons. Mm-hmm. I had my son stand in the mirror. Of course, I wouldn't do this to my husband, but I'm talking about the principal. Stand in the mirror as kids and tell themselves how wonderful they are every day. Um, boys want their, want their mom to look at them and look at them as a superhero. That's why a boy would get on this table and jump and then be like this. That's right, baby. He you don't move yes until it. you say something to him. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what your man wants. That's what a safe space looks like. But a see, lot of men's see, language is words is, of affirmation. If, oh my God, it's all these little buzzwords going around because you hear it all the time. Over 490 in the he, chat, by you, the way. You, you, all you do is you hear him say, I'm, I'm, not, your, I'm not your mama. He just wants somebody. He looking for a mother, not a wife. You hear these words and these phrases all the time. And it just kind of shows you the status and where our culture is. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Is there a very immature man? That is looking to be taken care of, yes. But aside that, right, right. Aside that, the like our culture, we have literally taken the worst man, and literally we have built our framework and our mindset (laughs) around how we treat every man, right? Like the worst man, that one, because he might be that one. 
going to have my defense up. I'm not going to be super feminine. I'm not going to be submissive. I got to take care of myself. I'm not going to treat him like this because he. I'm not his mama. I'm not even going to be nice to him because mm. I'm afraid that he'll hurt my feelings. Mm. That's it. That's a good one. That's the thing. That's one that started early on too. That's starting the dating phase. They start doing that. I mean, think about when we were little, and it's like you're gonna be mean to the person that you really like just for fear that they don't like you back. So you gotta act. So it's it's literally that same spirit of I don't want you to hurt my feelings, so I'm gonna hide how I feel. But I had someone tell me the exact same thing of if you are having a hard time embracing your femininity or you know relating to men think about the way that you relate to children because when a child comes into the room full of women their their guard is going to go down they're going to yeah. soften up it's going to be ooh goo goo gaga yeah. instantly versus a man comes in and it's like you got an attitude you have to be just untouchable when it comes to men but with children you're instantly soft so i think it's the bringing that nurturing spirit but again, our defense mechanism goes up when it's like, you know, why should I have to nurture a man? Why should I have to be soft? Why does he deserve that? And I so. think it's, it's our three E's, our environment, our experience, and our exposure. So it creates our contract with how we deal with men. Because as women, we were created naturally nurturers. We are we're natural. Nur- it actually takes more energy for us to, to not, not be nurturing than it is to be nurturing. Right. Wow, that's, that's a good point. Right. It takes more energy yes. for me to be aggressive and assertive than it takes me to just naturally be what I was created to be in general. Mm-hmm. And again, based on our environment, our experience, and our exposure, yes, we create, maybe in, maybe in certain seasons of our life, that was necessary to protect us, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've been in situations where maybe, maybe, maybe you had childhood abuse. Maybe there was rape, there was molestation, there was abuse, mm-hmm. abandonment. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you had to create this, I guess we call it masculine, I don't like using, but you had to create this more defense aggressive mechanism. and assertive yeah. defense mechanism to protect yourself. But we have to understand, as we go through life, that's why healing is required. Yes. Because you know, you gotta tell yourself, you know what, Des? The, the 19 year old virgin, the 17 year old virgin, she protected you. She did a good job. Mm-hmm. You have permission she to can, relax that's now. Right. Yep. That's it's okay. Right. Thank you for what you did that's for me. Right. But now we're 31. It's okay to let your guard down. It's okay to be safe. Mm-hmm. You're safe now. So it's hard for us to make other people feel safe because we don't feel safe with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't, tr- again, the no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. I teach that in confidence. Self confidence is literally trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. How can I trust myself if I don't like myself and I don't know myself? Mm-hmm. So once we can do that, once I know who I am and I'm secure as destiny, I can be kind and gentle and nice to you and don't fall. you finna take advantage of me because I know me. I, I'm confident who I am as a woman. So if I'm being kind and I feel like you're taking advantage of that, I know how to gather that together. Mm-hmm. But if I'm afraid of me and I'm like, well, I may, I may do this and they may take advantage of me, I'm not confident who I am as a woman. Because mm-hmm. I can't control you. We don't control people, but I can control myself. I can control how I respond to you. But if I'm trapped in the younger destiny who had to protect herself from men, who had to protect herself from being taken advantage of, I'm going to go through life with this defense mechanism ruining relationships. And relationships are the currency of everything we do. Mm-hmm. You need a relationship everything. for everything. So say, I don't need a man. Lies. We all need each other. Facts. We were we were made. We're better together. Literally, we were made yep. to. And then for me, marriage is bigger than just I want someone I can love and spend time with. That's me, marriage yeah. is a ministry. Like mm-hmm. I, I 
I intend to make hell nervous with my marriage. I intend to make all I'm, I make hell nervous as it is. Let's be clear, period. <laughs> but when two come together, one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. You two come together, you do damage that's to right. everything that comes against the infrastructure of marriage. Mm -hmm. Everything. And when that's the trick to me, that's the trick of our enemy and the adversary is to keep men and women at odds. Because if they ever come together for their original design, the world is in trouble. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be healed relations. They're gonna be a better economy, better, better peace in the world because we come together and we build something that cannot be torn down. Mm -hmm. But the trick is to keep women, I don't need a man, based on our own mm -hmm. environment, experience, and exposure. Mm -hmm. We don't create new experiences, we don't get into better environments. And we don't get a better level of exposure. So we settle for, no, this is how men are. This is what they do. I'm be independent. I'm going to be a boss. He going to have to do this for me. And men on the defense, women, they this, they that. Everybody want my money because that's our three E's. So when we can dismantle that and just come together with conversations like this, then we can bring we can bring real healing into the into the conversation. So yo, let's get a, a fire extinguisher. We need to hose down that mic. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing. Shout out to EJT who just joined the membership. That's officially eleven members who joined for tonight. This is the thing. We need four more. We only got about five minutes left. So I gotta have at least. Four more people joining YouTube membership tonight for tonight to officially be a, was already a success. Yeah. For to officially be icing on the cake. Now I know you guys have saved some relationships out there, and I appreciate that. And it's going to be a lot of people appreciate this that's listening to this. We're hoping to get at least thirty thousand views on this thing, which I think we can do. But I got a question because it's a lady or a guy out there, and they know good and well they heard everything y'all said tonight, and they know it's time to walk away from that relationship. So I want one of you ladies to just tell this person that needs the encouragement the 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 courage to walk away they need the strength to walk away from this relationship what words would you give to that young man or young lady they ready to walk away they need, they need to be kicked in the butt it's it's a, listen i'm gonna let shirley you want it you want to take this one um i mean there's so many directions i can go right but um one of the things, I was talking to a young lady today, and she broke down the dynamics of her relationship. And I asked if she had children, and she had children. I said, she had a daughter. She said, yeah. And I said, so if your daughter came to you and said exactly what you said to me, what would you say? And she said, leave. Right? We know what we're supposed to do. We just know. Right. So whatever the fear is, you have to push past the fear. You have to. You have, have to have enough courage. You're never going to not fear. So people are waiting to not fear and then make the jump. No. Courage is I was afraid and I made the jump. Right. You have to plan. That makes sense. Right. If you're like, well, I don't have the finances. I don't have this. Stop thinking about why something can't be done and think about how it can be done. We have to retrain our brain. Your brain's job is to protect you, so it's not going to tell you to leave. You have to tell your brain we're leaving. Literally, the brain does not know the difference between good, bad, right, wrong. All it knows is patterns. Mm -hmm. And so it knows when you're feeling this way, oh, this is what we do. So... You have to say, okay, this is the truth of what's going on, and this is what I need to do. Listen, just think forward. Just move forward. 
plan it out. Get you a journal. Write down what all your needs are, who you need to contact, who's your support system. Stop having so much pride that you won't reach out and say, listen, this is what's going on. I need your help. Can you do it or can't you? If they say no, don't take it personal. Go to the next person. So many things stop us because we're afraid of the no's. We're afraid of what could happen. I'm like, why are you afraid of what could happen? Like beauty, amazing, beautiful things can happen on the other side. It's so much there waiting for you. But you have to understand, number one, listen, the insecurities. Some, some, some people don't even feel like they're, they deserve a great relationship. Mm -hmm. That's true. They look at themselves and they know that they're damaged. So how dare I leave because I know I'm a mess. No, that's faulty thinking. You're a mess. Go get yourself together so that you can no longer be a mess. That's what you do. You don't stay. Mm. And if I could add to what Queen is saying, which camera, which camera they, can they send me? I want to look into right somebody. Okay. I want to tell somebody because if you're on here, it's not by accident. You're clearly here because there's something that you need to get from this. And in everything what Miss Shirley shared, all the wisdom that she shared with us, all that goes into understanding that you have a purpose in this earth, right? And your purpose is bigger than you. And so for you to stay stuck in a situation that is not conducive to the person you are called to be in this earth, how much blood is now on your hands because you're choosing not to leave and discover who you really are and the purpose partner or the relationship or whatever you're supposed to be in. Think about your bloodline, your children, your unborn children. What is it that you're on this earth to do? So you settling for history over your destiny, do you really want to go through your life knowing, listen, mom, I just lost my mother this past I just buried her on Friday right I just mm -hmm. buried my mother and so I can't help but think about how fragile life is and how mm -hmm. her she impacted so many people but what if you would have stayed stuck where you are because you are afraid to move you are afraid to have courage and act in spite of fear like why are you here Who's watching you? Who needs this testimony that you're in? The thing that you're ashamed of? Girl, get out of it. I told you I wore a ring for three months. I was ashamed. And now I, I reach hundreds, thousands, millions of people. This podcast right here, millions. So millions of people will speak it. Facts. Because of what I've been through, the thing that I was ashamed of, that I was ashamed to leave, I was scared to leave. Your life is bigger than a relationship. But the relationship is a bonus. It combines with who you are. So find a reason to live. Find a reason to get out of that situation to know my life has a purpose. And I can't get stuck in my history and forfeit my destiny. So I just want to put that out there. It's, it's bigger than just a relationship. Huh? It's a trick of the enemy to keep you from mm -hmm. being who you're supposed to be. That, yeah. Can, I, I, add throw can I add a practical tip? Yeah. Just yes. for like the people who are like, girl, I just got to get out of my head. Because I'm a person that got to get out of Let's head. Let's get it. Let's and get it. The scriptures and all of the things, none of that mattered when and it got tough. The one thing that I refer back to was a list. I literally made a list of all of the bad stuff. Because when we get weak and we want to go back, we always think about the good stuff. What was so good when, and we suddenly just forget about all of the terrible things. So when you're in that feeling right now where you know you need to leave, make that list of all of the reasons why he doesn't deserve you. All of the reasons why you deserve better. So when you are feeling weak, you literally, it was in my phone, in my notes. You can literally refer back to it. When he starts blowing your phone up, you can look back at the list and remind yourself of all of the reasons that suddenly start to disappear when you start remembering the good times. So 
That means like, forgive, but that's don't good. forget. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes mm-hmm. the memories will keep you from going back to the mess. So you need to remember some of this stuff so you don't go back to that situation. So, so Ladies, let me, let me T- ask y'all this T- real quick. He says, so many gems, I need a notepad. I just thought that was appropriate. You do need a notepad because <laughs> it really is going crazy. The men we had on here last time, they were absolutely anti-divorce, every single one of them. They were like, no, I don't care what you're going through. I love that. You better go ahead and you better deal with it. You're meant to struggle to get better. The pain is required to reach your next level. Mm-hmm. So is all of this stuff y'all saying solely for boyfriend-girlfriend relationships? Do you believe that regardless what the situation is, divorce is out of question? You should be sticking in that fight regardless of what the situation is. That's, you're talking about that's for marriage, not people dating. Yes, but my point is if all of these abusive things are going on, whatever the case might be, should they be I looking to right, take this to divorce <laughs> off of the table and stick it through and, and, and wait and evolve with this partner? Yeah, Is that, I, should that yeah, be the I'm, philosophy? I'm, I'm not saying no, stay there. No, I can't speak in absolutes on that. Because again, it goes back to character. Like For me, like in any type of companionship, character, core values, communication, conflict resolution. How well are those things going on in your relationship and are they salvageable? Some people, it's again, it's a root issue. It's a core issue. So no matter how much you do, if they don't have it in them to change who they are as a person from their value system or from their character, you can stay in it as long as you want and you'll just still be miserable and you're still not accomplishing anything. So I'm not saying everything is, is salvageable. I can't say that. Because if you're getting beat upside your head without end, right. Take physical I abuse can't. out. Let's take, take physical abuse out. Should you be looking to work through every other form or, or just about every other problem outside of physical abuse? I, I think you can, yes. You can, yes. Work, you can work through yes. every problem. So divorce should be taken off the... If, as long as there's no physical abuse, divorce should be taken off the table. I believe so. And I also mm-hmm. believe that sometimes people just won't change. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes there might need to be a separation. And if that does not garner movement towards healing, then you have to make a decision. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't really feel Corey nodding her head as much. <laughs> Over here, so I want to hear your thoughts. We over five hundred. Why y'all love so late? I want to hear your thoughts on this. We over five hundred. We over five hundred right now. We got some nine hours. It's going crazy. It is. This this is a good one. I want to hear this one. What's your thoughts? Do I think that marriage comes with deal breakers? Is what you're saying, basically? Do I think there should be deal breakers in your marriage, or should you just stick it out, regardless? I'm gonna be more specific. Okay, be more specific. If you're in a marriage, yes. Aside from physical abuse, yes. Should you be looking to work through every other problem and take divorce completely off the table? I feel like you asked that question in such a dramatic way. Right. Yes. Yes. Every other problem. Right. Yes. I cannot say no. I mean, I can't say yes. Mm. I disagree with that. Mm. I disagree with that. I think, and I also subscribe to the fact that you have to be good with what you can manage. You know, like you can, you can. Take people's advice all day long, but if that is not realistic for you, if you cannot mentally maintain a healthy marriage based on what you've been through, if you truly can't get over it, it doesn't matter that your pastor told you divorce is out of the question because you know what you can handle. So I think it does come down to... But do you know? Do you know what you can handle? I think so. I don't think people know. I don't think people know what they can handle. Mm. They know what hurts and they base that off of what they 
think they can handle. Mm. You understand? But it goes both ways, too, because I think sometimes people think that they can forgive and forget because they think they can handle, they can get, get through it, get over it, work through it, and then mm. they truly cannot. Cannot. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you think you can handle more than you actually can. and then it, Now, you're saying divorce off the table, but you said never coming back on the table. I think anything you should try to work through before divorce is the, the decision. So I feel like whatever, aside from a, abuse, mm-hmm. anything that comes up, you have the opportunity to take divorce off the table first and let's try to work through this. Now, does that mean it can be saved? I don't believe that. I don't believe every marriage will be saved, but I do mm-hmm. believe that everything can be worked through if you're willing to process it. But does it mean it's going to work? It still might not work. So sometimes divorce may be the outcome for some people. But do I think everything is worth trying to work through before you go mm-hmm. to divorce? Yes. I think every issue you have, you should try to process that before divorce is the thing that you go for. And you what know, you, you know tell what I realize, yourself though? is important as well, right? I have to say this. What you tell yourself is important because you, when you said what you said, it made me think. When you said some people can't forgive, that is so not accurate. People mm-hmm. simply choose not to forgive, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to. They do don't the know work how. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Right, but you, you, yeah. you can absolutely forgive. And I, and I, I, think I it's see, like saying it's possible. Like human beings can forgive. Like in theory, yes, we can all forgive. But it's like I can say I forgive my husband, but I'm not. I'm gonna make you feel it every single day. So have I truly forgiven mm-hmm. you? No. Right. So mm-hmm. so can I in theory forgive? Yes. But today, I'm not able to do that. So how, how, how does that translate, I guess? Well, why aren't you able to do that? Right? You're taking something personal. Mm-hmm. You cheated on me. Now I can't get over it. I'm taking it personal. Well, that's, that takes time, though. Right? That just takes time. Listen, so, let me so tell you So anybody can forgive anything as long as they have enough time to get through it. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I have forgiven Shannon, and every once in a while, I have a flashback. Hmm. Flashback. You understand? And I, in that moment, I get to choose: do I ride that train, or do I'm, or I'm like, nope. And I choose nope. I don't ride the train because now I get in my feelings, and then I'll treat him a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, I've retrained my brain, so now I'm just in the habit. It's, it's, it's right, but that doesn't stop. Every once in a while, the flash, a flash, like something. You know what I'm saying? Like the nostalgia, like you smell something that take you back mm-hmm, thirty mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Right, so that happens. Mm-hmm. Like trauma is real. Yes, you understand? But there's work to be done that can transition us from this realm to this realm. You know, when, when I'm hearing y'all speak, I'm really trying to just get a feel for the philosophy itself because I feel like nowadays, when you get married, divorce is still on the table. It's probably on the side somewhere, <laughs> real far in the corner, but it's on the table. It's like, it's, it's not really a burn the ship mentality that we have. Like, we, it's, it's definitely still an option that we have. It's almost like you, you a full-time entrepreneur, but you just keep... You got to update a resume somewhere around just in, <laughs> just in case this don't work out. You have yeah. a plan B. And some part about that does, it does bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's concerning. 
especially, you know, when you look at it, for some reason, and we're going to talk about this, y'all. We're going to have a, let me tell y'all, Wednesday, we're bringing in the legal team because we're going to figure this out <laughs> on the next That's live true. that we have. We literally have, by the way. But yeah, we have a divorce attorney coming in here because oh. the ladies, y'all are the ones actually filing for divorce at an extremely high level. And I wanted to kind of pick your brains on the philosophy of divorce because when I when them brothers were sitting at this table, you should have heard they was about to slap the hell out of me when I was talking about divorce. Wow. They was like, hell nah. But it's kind of over here. It's like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he do this, then you know, it's a different philosophy when it comes to us approaching divorce. And I think when you have if it even is, if it's an inkling of an option that exists, and the likelihood for it to happen is so it's, it's so real because there's no, there, there is going to be a time, I believe, over 30, 40 years with somebody you think, oh, no, there's too much. I can't imagine that not happening with any partnership, mm-hmm. your business partnership, your relationship. You're like, oh, hell no, nah, ain't no way we're making it through this. Oh, hell no, nah, this is way too much. Even the hardest things we've ever done in life. You working out hard. How many times you had that workout? You'd be like, oh, hell no. Nah. They tell you the workout list? Oh, hell no, nah, I, ain't, I ain't about to do this. And you make it through the workout. Yeah. But that's just kind of what it is. So... I'm really interested to dig into why I think the philosophies between the men and women are so different. And I think that's another reason men are just scared to engage in this right now in general. Um, but, but because it's just it's, it's something we don't know if everybody really all 10 toes down in. That's good. That's just my thoughts. You know, it's interesting hearing people say, you know, women are the ones who are who are getting, you know, leading the, the, the you know, path with divorce now. But is, is anybody asking the question why? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not just y'all are just leaving your marriages. Women are saying we're fed up and we're not taking it anymore mm-hmm. because our needs are not being met. So let's focus on that. Right? Let's focus on what's not being done. Right, because we can focus on the fact that women are leaving marriages all day long, but are we focused on the why? That's a good point. And why are men willing to stay in miserable marriages? The people in general. Why are, willing to stay why are in miserable men? Marriages? No, but women, I think, are less willing. That's why they go and oh, file a divorce. Exactly point, but the yeah. men are willing they are to left, right. stay and just. I'm gonna be miserable for. I've heard men say that. Like, if she hadn't left me, I was just gonna mm-hmm. be. What you said, I'm just gonna be. I would have just stayed. Yeah. Like we would have just yeah. been together. I just would have yeah. been in my own bedroom. I, I, I would have been. I see that a lot yeah. of people in, and that's even. I, I love that you are so transparent. What I've been married this long. However, this is what happened. I know people that, and for me, it's not even so much. I know it, it's good, but for me, it's not even so much a bragging when people tell me I've been married. Da da. But I say, how many of those were happily married years? Mm-hmm. Because again, our. From our previous generations, they really press about we stayed together no matter what. But y'all also slept in different beds. Y'all were unhappy. There was no real love. There was no demonstration of family dynamics. None of that. But you could say we was together 50 years, but they were miserable. You didn't produce anything together. You didn't. that an accomplishment? Right. So that's that's why I'm like, you know. So even growing up, I always heard marriage. But then when when I got into marriage myself, I'm like, Y'all didn't tell me about none of this. I was taught how to be the virtuous woman. I was taught to do this, do that. But you didn't tell me what to do when that stuff didn't work. 
You didn't tell me to do when he did this, and what, right. no one told me that. So it's like those unspoken truths about marriage that we've glam. And again, I love the black love. I love, I love love. I believe in the institution of marriage, but we're not telling the totality of what can happen in a marriage and what to face. So now that's why you say divorce is always on the table. Well, if we get married, I can just get divorced. No big deal. Mm. But if I known ahead of time, hey, marriage is not just the pictures and the hashtags and the it was a fairy tale we met That's on this. Right. It was the, the depths of what you shared. This is what happened. This is what can happen. We went through this. And, as and long a good as man can cheat. And a good man. <laughs> we don't talk about those things. We don't talk about, hey, hey, queen, you know how to cook, clean, have sex, but do you know how to nurture a man? Do you know how to speak to the king in him? Every man has a king and a fool in him. Are you speaking to mm. the fool of the king in him? We're not, we're not teaching those in the lessons. Right. It's just or you can't cook or you can just do this or do that but it's more than that and so if we're honest about that then we don't have the the brag of oh we've been married 60 years but you've been miserable or the other side well it didn't work it's two years I'm finna just divorce him we gotta find that, that ground yeah. we gotta have those transparent conversations and then how do we now work through this is this salvageable right. is this worth throwing away or is it worth working? And again, like I said, love, love isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Love no. is a fact. Like love is good to have. You yeah, need yeah. love. Oh, I'm yeah, not saying don't sure. love, for but sure. like you said, again, from a, a previously married person, as it's much as I enough. loved him, as much as he loved me, what we cried at the courthouse. We had wow. to go to court. We cried in there getting the divorce. And the judge was like, do you need to reschedule? No, no. Because we know we don't need to be together. <laughs> but like, no, like, no. We stopped like. These tears are joy playing. Wow. <laughs> but we, we loved each other. It wasn't that we didn't love each other, but the love wasn't enough to fix it. Yeah. It needed work. Right. And collectively, we weren't willing to do that. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he said we'll, we'll do therapy, we'll do, but it never happened. Mm -hmm. So at this point, do we just stay and be miserable and stifle our own lives? And my thing I always said, and I told my partners was, I want you to be happy even if it's not with me. So if that doesn't look like, and again, we know happiness isn't the, that's not the foundation of it. But if this doesn't make you happy, I'd rather you do what does make you happy. Because don't stay here and cheat. Don't stay here and do this. Just, I release you of that. Yeah. Because if, if I'm not what you need, I love you enough, go be with somebody else. Mm. Go get what you need. Yes, it hurts. Yes, but again, what good is there if we're sitting here miserable and we're not building upon what the institution of marriage was? Be fruitful, multiply, not just children, but in life. How are we being fruitful with our lives? So, again, just a very transparent conversation we need to have. And it's very taboo because we want to keep marriage clean and everybody's popping up married, quick getting married. And I believe in it. I believe it's a season for that. But we're not talking about when you get in that marriage and it's not working, you think divorce is a solution mm. because you assume, well, this is not supposed to happen in marriage. No, it is. No one just wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. When you divorce and get remarried, you will be challenged again. Yeah, that's a good point. And you have to make a decision. Absolutely. Am I going to stay or am I going am to I go? Am I going to run this Are time you going again? To keep, running? keep running. You're taking two you completely different You're people and putting their put, lives together. Man. Why would you not think there's not going to be friction and problems? Right. Like that, you're taking two completely three E's environments, experiences, and exposures and putting them together for the rest of their lives. Right. Don't you think there's going to be conflict and issues and That's mistakes? Right. Yep. yep. So if divorce is always an option on the table, then every time something gets hard, yeah, I can't take that. I'm just going to divorce. In school, how many times you went to school and you, I can't take this any longer, but you stuck it out, right? You were able, because there was an end goal to it. So what is the goal of your marriage? 
That's like, a good point. If That's we don't it. create a goal for marriage, because again, we have the culture, and even I can say with women, the goal is get married, the ring, the wedding, mm. the pictures, the family. That's the goal. Right. That's, That's the, goal. the goal. Not what are we building to why Not are we coming the, together? Mm-hmm. How am I how am I supporting your dreams? How are you supporting my what are we building, building. together that mm-hmm. changes this world, that breaks generational cycles and curses in our bloodlines? Yes. Not we just gonna have fun and travel and make really cute babies and take pictures and cute outfits. We've lost focus of what marriage is really for. So when that's we lose man, focus, heavy, divorce yeah. will always be on the that's table. Heavy, and if you deep. know that, if you know that, if you have something great that you guys are actually chasing, you actually have something worth suffering for. That's hard. Because the thing about it is love we is, really love don't have suffering. It's very hard for us to really think about what we even really in this for. Like, and that's really the first thing people say. Like, why am I doing this? Right. Like, what is it all for? I know when I'm suffering for now in business and my partnership, I know what I'm building. It's I know all the work. impact. Right. You see the law again. You see the destiny of it, yeah. not I stuck in the it. history of the problem. Mm-hmm. So when you having a goal for this, what is the goal of our marriage? Did we just come together because we two people that was attracted to each other sexually and emotionally? We have a good time together. Well, we just have, we're just so similar. We just have fun together. Okay, get a dog. Get a, get a you know, get a best friend. But marriage should mean something. Mm-hmm. Why are we coming together? What is the purpose of this? What are we going to build? How are we going to make our lives better and the, this world better? So when you go into it with no real intentionality, oh, he liked me, I like him, he popped the question, we can have fun, we're going to travel, he got money, I'm going to be taken care of. That's a part of safety, but what is the goal? And the, and the individual work of what she just said is, is what I'm doing insane in alignment with the goal mm-hmm. right that's why we all we have all of our couples to create a mission statement you go into chick-fil-a you look at chick-fil-a there's a culture there mm-hmm. you go into apple there is a culture there they literally hire certain type of people you understand mm-hmm. your marriage should have the same thing it should they know their mission statement what is your mission statement what is the end goal and is what i'm doing when I'm with my spouse and when I'm away from my spouse in alignment with our goals and our mission statement that we have come together to set for our marriage. Mm. Man, this whole thing is I all about I suffer better when I know why I'm suffering. Yeah. yeah. In school, I, I can suffer better right. than these tests staying up late if I know why I'm doing That's it. That's right. There's an end goal because it right. won't always be like this. Mm-hmm. I understand this is a temporary setback for a bigger comeback yeah. for us together. Yeah. But again, if you don't know, and if we're, if we're not prepped for that, we're not primed for mm-hmm. that. We don't know. So we assume, me, when I got married, I was like, I've been in church my whole life. Y'all didn't tell me nothing about this. You never said this could happen. You mm-hmm. said, if I do this, do that, it'll just work. Mm-hmm. And now that it's not working, I don't know what to do because I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this. Right. I thought if I should be a good wife, cook, clean, do this, like, it can't, you know, it can't mm-hmm. fail. But I didn't understand, okay, Des, you may have to change a little bit too for the bit. You may have to, if he want to do this and something he enjoy, you may have to compromise That's and do right. it. That's yes, right. you was raised this way, but now your husband said That's this. So right. you need to listen to your husband, not your pastor. That's right. Mm. That's right. Damn. That right there. That ain't nobody talking about that, though. People talking about and it. We, you at we, church all night for the, with the pastor. You at church all night, Come on. but you ain't at home with your husband. Come on. So again, accountability. Mm. Yep. That worked for your mom and daddy 46 year marriage right. in That's church. Work. Right. This ain't this, he not that he not that man. This That's ain't right. that. Right? So That's again, right. you have to be aware of these things and then be willing to work on them. 
be willing to understand these are two completely separate lives becoming one. Yeah. It takes time to become one. Yeah. And we assume, well, with two become one, well, we, it, you got to work on that. That takes intention. That, it takes work. And if we don't want to do the work, divorce will always be an option. Always. So I know we changing lives tonight because we still, y'all do not want to go to sleep. We still got over 500 people live in the chat right now. And shout out to Shawnetta. When people work on healing and being whole, they can work on their union being complete no matter what, in my Agreed. opinion. Mm -hmm. But it takes two participants, not just one. Shawnetta clearly is learning from the channel because that's a, that's a gem right there. Yes. But guys... I wanted to hit 15 members. Hopefully, in the next five minutes, y'all go ahead and join because I know Tarshana's getting ready to close this out because we got to let these beautiful ladies get some beauty rest, okay? Yes. <laughs> but we need at least five more members to join the YouTube membership, guys, and it's all for you. The more people we have active in the membership, the more we're able to bring to the community. We got a bunch of cool, fun stuff going on where we're going to bring, not only bring you guys closer together online, but also we got some plans to bring the community offline pretty soon so please make sure you should support and this is the thing i actually had a, a youtube member she told me she told me um i think this was it may have been fancy or I, I can't remember but she was like look i'm serious about personal development i'm active in therapy i'm paying about 150 dollars per session for my for my therapy she's like yo i might have to cancel my therapy because for ten dollars a month <laughs> I can get eight times the information. She's like, yo, this thing is changing my life. So, guys, wow. if you could just do $9.99 a month, we're asking a lot. I mean, we're we saving your life right now. But, guys, again, we appreciate you. And Tarshan, take us out, man. No, that's a fact, guys. Just so y'all know, again, y'all better know, Monday and Wednesday is not stopping every day at 8 p.m. And we're going to have us a certified divorce attorney Come up in here and give us some game. So, like you said, we always talking about, oh, women are filing for divorce, this and that. But what is the why? So, we're going to get into the, the objective trenches of the why. We're going to get y'all from a hit shot. We're going to hit this thing from every angle that you can hit it from because we're going to figure this thing out. And we're going to make sure everybody on here is getting better, y'all. Thank you, ladies. First of all, thank you, ladies, so much for coming on here and sharing with the people giving us game y'all listen if they was dropping bars tonight i want y'all to hit the chat and put bars okay i want to see nothing but bars dropping in the chat if that's what y'all was getting tonight because that's what i heard and i really do appreciate it because we don't know we don't know what exactly people going through mm -hmm. but i promise you somebody in here really really needed this tonight mm. so how many more members did you guys said you needed we need it. We need five more. Y'all, to be members, I want you to think of the podcast. This is not a podcast. This is an investment into the future of your relationships and your life. So you're not just buying a subscription for a podcast and listen to people talk. Now, y'all know most of y'all know need to hire Miss uh, uh, right Shirley right now. <laughs> oh, but y'all know you, you're probably not there yet. But you're you're gonna see her on this podcast all the time. Oh, she's coming back. First so off, you're you're investing. Unlimited invite. Right, you're literally investing in your relationship by this. This is free coaching and therapy. It well, is. and then when, now when you put a price on it, you're investing into your relationship. So it's not just uh, I don't I don't I can't afford that. When value is present, price is not a problem, right? It's not mm. a problem. So the value that they're providing every single week for for what was it nine? 
Nine eight nine. Shout out to Dollar. Well, break that up into thirty days. Come on now. Come on, sis. <laughs> right, Come on, sis. You you playing with your you playing, you right? Know what's crazy. Dollar day. Keep your husband in the house. You know, Dollar day. Listen, you finna save though for a future. You willing to let your marriage go or your future marriage go over nine ninety nine ninety nine? Yeah, really? Right. The answer is it's yes. It's not worth nine ninety nine to you. <laughs> you probably shout don't to, need to be married then. If shout you out can't, to Melo Charismatic for the ten dollars super chat. If you can't that's be sweet, faithful Mello, with nine ninety nine, you can't be faithful no relationship. Listen, that's you, we laughing, but that's real, y'all. That's a real problem. People are having a hard time paying for their marriage. We're seeing people dropping bags to learn how to do box trucks, um, learn how to have a tax company, learn how to all these other pocket, all the stuff. But when it comes to their marriage, the most important thing, the mm-hmm. most important thing, most of our clients are high six, seven figure clients, right? We see people going to Dubai and all this stuff and all this stuff. And then when we tell them our price, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't got the money. I'm like, do you understand that your bag is your mental, emotional and spiritual health? Mm-hmm. That's your bag. All of y'all walking around here talking about generational wealth and 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 legacy, leaving a legacy. No generational well, health you or healing. A legacy of divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what legacy are you leaving? If you focus on the right thing, all the other stuff will it come. Will you have to invest Absolutely. in you. We invest in our professions, but not in us as a person. As a person, man. So that's there's no longevity. It's so you just, you get the money, you hit the figures, and then you and then you're empty. That's, that's not right. It's your relationships are tore up because you struggled that's to get right. to the bag, or you invested all of this in the profession, but as a person, you lack. You lack. Now your children left behind. Your wife or your spouse don't feel validated or don't feel important because we were after the profession, which is good. But you can do both. You don't have to choose. Right. And this podcast is doing that. So you need to invest your nine ninety nine. You got to change your mindset. This ain't a podcast. This is a this is an investment in your relationship. This is currency. Mm-hmm. If you knew investing nine ninety nine a month could get you the relationship that you need to get you even the level of healing, because maybe you're not in therapy like you know you need to be. Let's be honest. That's this might be the closest thing fact. to it that you get until you make that step. If you can't invest in this. What makes it you going to invest in a in a marriage or in a relationship long term? Like it's big. This is not a podcast. What they're doing is is life changing, revolutionary. We always condescend all the podcasts that's talking junk and trash. Here that's you right. got two kings that are really trying to bring people to a conversation to help the betterment of our people and all people. Why would you not support this? And we talk about everything that's wrong. Okay, here's what's right. Do something about it. Support it. Facts. That's all I'm saying. Yo, it's show. Shout saying. out to we got three members joining while you was just going in. Shout out to Adrian King. Shout I'm out to Dewey Lyons. Shout out to Parker. Please bring me back. I didn't check. Sign it's insane. Speak, girl. They going. They, that's what they saying. I love her. Facts. Facts. It's real though, and yeah. I say it from a sincere place, coming from somebody again who struggled with relationships in my younger years because I didn't know. I just knew what was presented, you know, in church or by good people, but had maybe bad doctrine, bad experiences and mm-hmm. here to have something like this man i wish there were things like this right and this you getting this for free yeah. for free for free straight up so i mean at minimum support it even if you don't need support it 
And we all can use it. We're, we, as long as we're living, we're, we never stop learning. There's always going to be somebody on here that you can benefit from. Make that extra investment in yourself. And listen, some people getting coffee every day. <laughs> all you're doing is gaining weight. $9.99 a month, you gaining character. Ooh. Like, come on, you got, you, got, listen, you got a Birkin bag, but y'all sleeping in different bedrooms. It ain't adding up, sis. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't adding up, up sis. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. What I will That's say 33 is... 33 cent, a little over 33 cent a day. Come on. <laughs> don't, play, don't play with it. No. If, if your relationship ain't worth 33 cent, then you don't even need to be on you. Know, you you don't deserve the free yeah. value that they're giving. It's going crazy because not only do we got people still joining, we got Shawnetta who actually just gifted somebody else a membership. Come on, oh, Queen. And you got Nicole, That's Nicole, come Nicole on, Queen. gifted come somebody on, Queen. a membership. That's what I was this talking about. It's crazy right Yo, now. These are, these are families. These That's are it. lives. Know. It's we important. This is a big, this a big deal. Oh, you man, don't get this it. every day. We get trash podcasts. All everybody got a mic, got an opinion. They're bringing pers- uh, uh, Inky Johnson's perspective drives performance. Oh, Inky coming too, by the way. Yep. Come on, I'm having Inky. That's my guy. He just here. Yeah, he coming. He Let's coming. Go, so I mean, I, 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 y'all, and, and I want you to know, guys, the members, y'all are gonna be again driving the direction oh, wow. of the show. So we're gonna be letting y'all submit your topics, submit your guest requests. And we're going to work our behinds off to bring the best people to the table here so we can give you what you need. So we love our members. Big shout out to you. And again, tune in on Wednesday at 8 p.m. while we go ahead and kick it with our divorce attorney and really chop some great game. Thank you, beautiful ladies, for coming out here and kicking up. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody bets. Not only (laughs) is this the show that we've had, this has been our longest show ever, but also have had the most people. We hit a goal, new record here that we've never done here. Over 500 people on this. It was like, it was like 520. It was like 520, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming awesome. up in here and sharing with the people. I love you guys, and thank you and for tuning in. And share this when we finish. Go share with, with yes. five people who needs this. Five relationships that you can save or potential relationships. Go share this with five people. There you go. Don't go keep it to yourself. Go share. share with five more people. That's a fact. And hit like on this joint too, because it ain't got enough <laughs> likes. Y'all better go ahead and hit like before this thing is out. But listen, hardly initiated, we are out.